Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today I'm answering your YouTube questions. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, you can put it in the chat, um, but there's also a form down in the description below this stream as well. So you wanna make sure that you get your question down there because that's the priority. Of course, just as people come in late and things like that, I make sure to pull them out of the chat as well. But when you are putting a question in the chat, make sure that you put a cue in front of it to make sure that I know that it's for me and that it's not a side conversation that you're having in the chat. And in addition to that, when it comes to the questions specifically, as I am jumping into the chat for those, I'll just say, you know, hey, if you got a question, go ahead now, you know, drop it in now. Um, and then that's where you put that cue and then drop your question there. But we start with the form just like we do every single Saturday. So I also wanna let you know that this stream is brought to you by TubeBuddy, the number one tool for YouTube content creators. TubeBuddy will help you optimize your videos for discovery. It'll help you test your thumbnails to make sure that the thumbnails that you're using are effective for the people that you're trying to reach. It'll help you bulk update your videos and what that means is, let's say that you're in a situation to where you have to change a bunch of links and a bunch of descriptions. You don't wanna have to open up every single video to do it then you can just use their find and replace feature to actually go in and just bulk update it across all of your descriptions so that it saves you a ton of time that way as well. But TubeBuddy has a bunch of valuable tools for YouTube content creators. You can try it for yourself at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. And I also wanna let you know if you're a new content creator and you don't have a lot of subscribers yet, if you're under a thousand subscribers, then you actually get a discount if you decide to upgrade, but you can try it out for free at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. This stream is also brought to you by StreamYard, which is the live streaming app that I use to live stream this every single Saturday here on Nimmin Live. And the reason that I use it is because it's easy. They do all the heavy lifting in the cloud. Um, it's easy to add graphics like you see on the screen right now to the stream. Um, it's also really easy to bring guests into the stream as well. So you can try that out at StreamYard.com and it even works on mobile devices. So you can even join a live stream or you can host a live stream directly from your phone through the cloud with StreamYard and then broadcast that out to YouTube. And if you want, you can even multicast, which is another great feature for StreamYard, just to name a few. So with all that out of the way, hope everybody's had an awesome week. I hope that you are excited today to, you know, have this conversation about YouTube and learn more about YouTube and all of that good stuff and just hanging out. You know, it's nice to see everybody here. Shark Scrapper, what's up, man? Adoption with Nairi. Hope that you are doing fantastic. Neil Urban Explorer, what's up, dude? Hope that you are rocking right now. Sasha, nice to see you in here as well. Contempo Coding, nice to see you here also. And I do want to let you know, if you are watching this on the replay, um, there's a lot of information that we share here during the live stream, and it's all generally generated by the questions that you ask. So because of that, um, it's great if you can join us at 9 a.m. Eastern. We usually run for about three hours, but if you can join us at 9 a.m. Eastern, but if you can't, then in that situation, it's not a big deal. Just go ahead and skip around and you will find information um, that is you know, interesting or helpful or whatever you wanna call it when it comes to uh, you know, your YouTube channel or just the creator life and the things that we go through as creators because the questions that come out during these streams, we talk about all kinds of things related to being content creators. So I just wanted to make sure that you know that as well. So what's up, BMZ, the, the, the mage? I hope that you are doing uh, fantastic today. 
And uh, let's see here. I hope that you're having a nice day as well. Oops, I clicked on the wrong one. Happy Watermelon. Hope that you're having a nice day as well. Um, love your channel name, by the way. Happy uh, Watermelon. Had to time you out before the stream started because uh, you were in there, you know, just posting a bunch of stuff, um, asking for pinned comments and stuff like this one. Please don't do that anymore um, because I will um, have to, you know, exclude you from the stream in that, um, in, you know, if you keep doing that sort of thing. Um, so, but feel free to participate, hang out, talk with everybody else. Um, but, you know, I have to, you know, keep it a little bit clean in terms of, uh, you know, what's going on in the uh, in the stream here. Not even a little bit, a lot. We, we just got to keep it clean. That's what we do. We got to keep it clean. Um, also, um, I would like to invite you to share this out on Twitter um, as well. And as a little bonus, um, if you want to, you know, share a picture of you hanging out with the stream, I'm actually collecting those right now. Um, they might show up in a video or, you know, something like that. Um, so if you want to share that sort of thing out on Twitter, just make sure that you at me. Um, when you do it as well. And if you're not, um, make sure that you are following me on Twitter, Insta, you know, all of the, uh, you know, all the good places where everybody, you know, hangs out. Um, you can find me pretty much everywhere, but the places that I'm active um, are more, uh, you know, Twitter, every now and then, Instagram, I've got some stuff over there, um, but those are the spots. But YouTube, of course, is my jam. I love, love, love YouTube. Really quick, since we do have um, people here that are hanging out in the chat right now that are familiar with this, and I know that every single year you hear me talk about it, um, I do want to let you know that I have fortunately been invited back to Vid Summit to speak this year. Um, Vid Summit, there's a link to that down in the description below. But when it comes to Vid Summit, um, it is like the conference for YouTube content creators. We talk a lot about growth there. We talk a lot about monetization there. So if you are a pro YouTuber, you definitely want to check out VidSummit. If you're somebody that is trying to get a deeper understanding of all of this stuff, you also definitely want to um, check out VidSummit as well. Um, VidSummit is going to be in September. Um, as a matter of fact, it is September 28th through the 30th in Los Angeles. So uh, we're going to be there sharing all kinds of information, a lot of great Great creators are going to be there um, just hanging out and learning as well because that's what it's for um, and networking and all of that. So you definitely want to make sure that if you are, you know, if you can put some time aside to go to VidSummit, um, it will be worth it uh, for you. It's a, it's a great, great uh, conference. and I'm super honored to, uh, to, to be invited back to, uh, to VidSummit. Okay, so let's see here. So good morning, uh, Baking with Charlene. Hope that you are doing uh, fantastic. Uh, TubeBuddy is absolutely safe. I've been using it on my channel since I think around like 2015 and uh, never had any issues, you know, anything like that, but it is, it's awesome. So yeah, absolutely, TubeBuddy is safe. No worries there. Um, Sebastian says, hey, Nick, I joined three days ago. How long does it take to get approved in the Nimanati VIP group? Thanks, really appreciate what you do. Sebastian, um, if you joined three days ago, then I'll be seeing it when I log in uh, to, after the stream today to add anybody else that had joined uh, during this stream. So uh, so it's usually uh, Saturday after the stream or the following Monday, just depending on how things work out, um, is when I, you know, go in and I add uh, channel members. So people that join through the week, um, you know, usually they'll get in either on a Monday or on the Saturday after the stream. Plumber Stacker, thank you for the super chat. Super chat. And they say, hello, everybody. Hey, what is going on? I hope that you are doing fantastic, Plumber Stacker. Uh, Kitty Robinson says, wish that I could go to VidSummit. Yeah, VidSummit is awesome. Especially, you know, like at being a business person. Yeah, you would absolutely love it. Okay, so really quick before we get into the forum, I'm just gonna go ahead and just go ahead and just pull a question right out of here just because I saw it. It says, how do I not run out of video ideas? So when it comes to video ideas, who here has trouble coming up with the video ideas on a regular basis? Now, I'm not gonna go through the process of actually showing you how to do the research and things like that, but I'm just gonna tell you really quick. So, 
So if you have trouble coming up with ideas, you can just simply go up to YouTube search or Google search and you can type in the type of content that you make. So let's say, for example, you're doing Fortnite content. You can type in Fortnite. If you're doing, uh, you know, crafting content, then you could do um, content around, uh, you know, making clay. Um, if you, you know, if that's your, if that's your crafting. Um, if you are um, doing, you know, anything, you can just go to the YouTube search bar, type in or Google, type in um, the type of content that you make, and then they're going to start listing of things that people are actually looking for when it comes to your type of content. So you can use those for inspiration directly, or you can just go, and I'll just use Fortnite for this one. You could do Fortnite space and then the letter A, and it's gonna give you a bunch more options. Then hit backspace and then do letter B, it's gonna give you a bunch of more options and so on. And that's going to just give you insights into the people that are interested in your type of content. It's gonna give you insights into the things that they're actually looking for around your type of content, um, which can be advantageous for helping you come up with video ideas. So you can make videos about those things directly or you can just use those as inspiration. Like, hey, you know, I'm also going to, uh, you know, uh, you know, they're saying this, but, you know, that means that they're wanting to know this. So let me make, you know, content about that. So, uh, you know, when it comes to coming up with an endless amount of ideas, um, that's how you do it. And another way is if you go to the YouTube search bar and you just type in Nick Nimmin video ideas, um, then you're going to see a handful of videos that are going to pop up there. And they're going to say things like how to come up with unlimited video ideas. And I show you step-by-step step how to go through what I just, um, what I just explained. So, uh, so make sure that you check that out, uh, there. Neil Urban Explorer sharing the, uh, picture out here onto Twitter. Super appreciate the share, my dude. I hope that you are doing fantastic today and, uh, dropping it out of there, uh, on the van. That's what I'm talking about. Living that van life, you know, watching, uh, watching them in live here. That's what I'm talking about. Looking good, man. So uh, let's see here. Next up on our list, we are going to just jump right into the form for this. So um, the very first question comes from Marcus Zapala. He always gets in here first. Marcus, man, you are a cunning individual. You're always like you're you're always like the first. Not always, but a lot. Like when you hang out in the streams, you're 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 like you know, if not the first, you're within the, the first like few questions that uh, that come in here. So um, let's see here. The type of channels, communication tips. The goal of the channel is multiple income streams. And the question says, Hey, Nick. Hey says, uh, I made a handful of videos on a topic that gives me a CPM of around $50. It's very tempting to continue making more on that topic just because of the high CPM. Ad revenue is my biggest income stream, followed by courses and affiliate sales. How can I motivate myself to make lower paying videos as well? I believe you've talked about a system where each of your videos has one of several goals. Um, can you remind us of your system? Thank you very much. Yes. So when it comes to being a content creator, uh, Marcus, of course, sustainability is important. And since sustainability is important, it's important to make sure that you are monetizing in as many ways as you can so that you can reinvest that money back into your YouTube channel, right? So when it comes to putting out content, you have to balance out situations like yours. You have to balance out like, okay, do I just only focus on these videos that are driving more ad revenue? And if you do, then, you know, that's okay. As long as the audience keeps responding to those and that's fine, as long as you still enjoy making that content. But if you're like, hey, these are the ones that drive me the most ad revenue. Then you can also think of things if you're if you're already doing courses and affiliate sales and things like that. Um, then you can also you know focus a little bit more on those. And by doing that, that's also going to bring them up more to where they're going to become a stronger competitor for your ad revenue and possibly surpass your ad revenue depending on how much effort you put into those or not effort, but how much you put those out. So in my case, um, and I'll actually pull up my content schedule so I can just quote it to you exactly of what it is that I do. 
Um, but when it comes to my case, when I'm putting my content um, calendar together, um, what I will do is, of course, I have the videos that I know perform well on the channel, so then I'll lean on those for channel performance. But the things that I balance is channel performance itself, and then, of course, income. And then I also mix in some other things into that as well, but you know, I have to keep those things you know, balanced out. I also have sponsor obligations and things like that, um, so that I have to make sure that I'm getting that content out there as well. So um, what I do is I have in my content schedule, I have a, a list, and that list is community video. Um, a community video is basically a video that I make for the community in terms of, let's say a big event happened on YouTube or they changed some policy, something like that. That would be a community video. Um, and then we have the people need to hear this, which is the last video that I published on my channel. So um, I'm getting a lot of really great feedback from that video, just as a heads up, everybody. Um, in that particular video, one of the uh, one of the things that, uh, that I'm just bringing a lot of attention to, uh, you know, you can just go watch that video. But anyway, that is a, uh, a people need to hear video, but that video is about four things that can get your channel deleted, which you don't want to do. Um, and then I have view slash subscriber videos. And those are videos that are proven on my YouTube channel time and time again, always to drive higher view counts and higher subscriber counts. So those are the videos that I lean on when I need to, you know, get my numbers up my channel health, so to speak. Um, and then I have a money video. And a money video is something like an affiliate video or a sponsored video. And there can be overlap as well. Like some videos might be a view sub video, but then, you know, there might also be, you know, some money making things, you know, within the content as well. Um, and then I have client video which is like if I need to make a piece of content for um, you know, a sponsor or something like that, then it would go under there. Um, and then I have a sponsor vid specifically for that. Um, and then I have experimental, which is like if I'm experimenting with something um, that I haven't done before, or I'm you know, testing something, that is uh, you know, where I mark it as experimental. I have collaboration, promo vid, and podcast. The um, collaboration video, of course, you know, that one kind of goes by default on if I'm collaborating with somebody, then, uh, then I'll have that list. Um, but you know, in a nutshell, that is my uh, that is my uh, content uh, schedule. So really quick, another uh, another share just went out. Thank you. Um, let's see here, Pest Control Nut. <laughs> love the uh, love the channel name there. Uh, and I'm just going to bring you up on screen just as a quick thank you for you know for sharing this out. Um, and this is from Pest Control Nut. So thank you for sharing the stream out today, my man. I appreciate it. So uh, let's see here. So next up on our list, since we got uh, Marcus taken care of there, um, I saw a super chat come in, actually a couple. So um, right out of the gate, let me uh, just say thank you to Cutthroat Society for the super, super sticker. Chat. And then we have Driver Sensei. Driver Sensei says, super hello, Nick chat. and World. Uh, not looking for... Uh, not looking for your personal stance, but when is it advantageous to put mods and account managers on a payroll? Um, so it's advantageous when it becomes overwhelming um, for you or it just becomes something that you don't wanna do. So um, when it comes to doing things like that, when it comes to hiring people, let's just make this broad and talk about hiring people to help you with your YouTube channel. Um, so when it comes to hiring people to help you with your YouTube channel in any capacity, it all comes down to, um, okay, if I'm having somebody help me with my YouTube channel, um, what am I going to be able to do with that time? And that can come down to, you know, the things that you either enjoy more or the things that you need to do in order to move the business forward or, you know, anything like that. So the very first thing that you need to identify is 
one, make sure it's in the budget to, you know, to hire somebody. Two, as long as it's in the budget and your YouTube channel can support that hire, then start thinking, okay, well, if I do hire somebody and they're going to start doing that, what can I do with my time to continue to keep the ball rolling or to make things better um, so that now, you know, you can, uh, you know, make things better for yourself. And then of course you have other people that are involved with what it is that you're doing as well um, so that you can just identify, you know, if I'm not doing this, uh, then, you know, how can I, uh, you know, how can I use that time to, to better everything it is that's, uh, that's going on right now. So uh, when it comes to that decision, um, it's a really intimate decision. Like, I'll be honest with you, when it, when, when it comes to like video editing, I love video editing. I, I was talking to Brian G. Johnson about this. When it comes to video editing, um, I, I love editing videos. However, um, I, I, I have Vigard do the edits for most of the videos on the channel. And recently, because I'm in the, the, this setup here now, so I've been experimenting with different, you know, shots and stuff you guys might've noticed, uh, you know, when I put the videos together and because of that, just to, you know, adjust things and just see how I'm, you know, doing everything, I will edit, you know, some of the videos recently. And, and during that time, I'm like, man, I've, I've, I've missed this. Um, and, and the thing that I miss most is that, you know, there might be a little point in the video to where I'm like, you know, it'd be great if I just did something, you know, like a little bit unique here that just kind of shakes up the whole video and then I kind of move on from there. Like I love doing things like that. Um, and uh, you know, when you have somebody else start doing things for you like that, then you then you lose some of those things unless you're like, hey, I'm gonna have somebody edit, you know, X amount of videos and then I'm gonna edit X amount of videos so that I can stay doing that sort of thing. But you know, when you, when you first identify, you know, what you'll be doing with that time and make sure that you are offloading things that um, either one, take the most time so that you can focus more on the things that, you know, help move the needle um, or just make sure that you are, you know, defining exactly why it is that you are, you know, having those people do it. But, you know, the whole thing, it's all about, you know, just making sure that, um, you know, that money that you're putting out for that hire um, is going to be an investment of sorts into what it is that you're doing in order to, you know, for you to be able to spend that time making things better. Great question, though. Um, let's see here. So next up on our uh, list here, Super Yoga chat. with Ali Beal says, I use free Canva option for thumbnails. They have background images and photos that I've used in layovers on my videos. Do you see a copyright issue? Um, no, but what you want to do is you want to go to uh, their website and they'll have like licensing or terms um, on their website. And you want to check that out. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly that with Canva, their only thing is they don't want you using the exact thing. So for example, if it said like, you know, uh, you know, best yoga video, they don't want you just taking that entire best yoga video without any changes to it and just using that they want you to make a change to it of some kind but um, since i don't work at canva or anything like that i really recommend that you just go to their website they'll have like a terms and conditions or a licensing area um, and in that area they'll they'll make it a little bit more clear or you can just send them a direct email and they'll be able to uh to, to you know help define that for you but as long as you're making changes like if you're using that website that's what that website is for so as long as you're making changes and making it a unique uh piece of work so to speak or a unique piece of art since it's a thumbnail, um, then in that case, you should be fine, but I'm not a lawyer, but you should be fine. But I would definitely send them an email just for clarification and, and a deeper understanding of, uh, of how they, you know, work with that. Uh, Glenn Daniels, thank you for the super, super chat, chat says, where do you suggest I find help? I have over a hundred videos with 10 subscribers. So, um, there's a nice handful of places you can find help. One, the very first thing is, Hey, James, John, welcome to the Niminati there. I saw, uh, you just subscribed to the channel. Welcome. If you are watching this, you might have subscribed from a video just now. I don't know. 
But um, if you are looking for help, the very first thing that I recommend is the YouTube Creator Academy. It's free. YouTube puts it out and it's like an instruction manual of sorts that teaches you the best practices around being a YouTube content creator. They talk about, you know, title structures and, you know, doing all of these things um, that are um, important as a content creator. They talk about mental health. They talk about putting videos together. They talk about collaborations and the processes and uh, of collaborations, you know, all of this stuff that, you know, YouTube content creators need to know. That's why you always hear me telling people, hey, go to the YouTube Creator Academy, go through the YouTube Creator Academy, because it's kind of like that step one, right? And at the end of the day, if you have 100 videos, with 10 subscribers that usually comes down to people just not responding to your content and since people are not responding to your content the next step as you're going through the youtube creator academy is to sit back and really think to yourself okay if i'm not getting results right now then it, that means that people either aren't clicking on what i'm doing or if they do click then they're bailing on the videos relatively fast which is allowing me not to be able to get any traction on youtube so because of that um, what you want to do after you're going through the youtube creator academy or as you're going through it is you really want to start comparing your content Content. And I know this goes against what I normally say, but in this situation, this is where you do want to compare your content against other people who make content like yours and just look at it objectively and think to yourself, okay, um, if, if somebody is given the option to click on a competitor thumbnail or mine, why would they click on mine over the competitor? And then look at it from the perspective of, okay, once they click on it, once they start watching my content, why would they watch my content compared to the competitor? And what can I do to get my content to, to uh, the level of a competitor or to be able to stand out in a way from that competitor because I'm bringing something, you know, more unique or whatever. So, you know, the, the core of a YouTube channel is the content that you create the core, like everything happens based on the content that you're putting out on the channel. So because of that, you have to figure out how to make good content for YouTube. I know one thing that I see a lot, Glenn, is I see a lot of people will upload videos because they think like, hey, as long as I just put up a bunch of videos, everything will be fine. But that's not the case. Like if, if you're putting out, like in your case, like I think you're doing the right thing because you're like, hey, where do I find help? Because I've got 100 videos and I, I have 10 subscribers, you know, out of those 100 videos, which means that you're not getting a lot of views either. So because of that, um, you've identified that you are, you know, having an issue. So now it's gonna come down to your education on, you know, learning how to make better videos, learning how to, you know, I don't know if you're on camera, or I don't know if you're doing voiceovers or how you're putting your content together, but you know, you're also going to have to look at all of that objectively and say, okay, do I need to, you know, to get better audio for my videos? Do I need to work on my camera presentation, my on-camera presence? We all do all the time. We always have to work on that stuff. But when you are, you know, looking at your YouTube channel, instead of publishing a bunch of videos, just slow it down and say, okay, I need to like really dig in and learn how to make good content and how to get people to click on that content. If you can do those two things, then all of the other details will just kind of fall into place on your YouTube channel. Of course, you can, you know, optimize and, you know, build out content strategies to accelerate things. However, at the core, right? Cause I said, it's the core, like none of that stuff matters if you can't get people to respond. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know if you hear that or not. Listen. That is coming down. Woo. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you have to work on that core because if you can't work on that core, if you can't get the core right, then there's nothing that you can do in order to make your channel grow because, you know, that core is, is making content that people respond to positively. And you have to be able to get that to, it doesn't have to be the best content in the world. It just has to be at a competitive level so that when people come in, they're like, oh yeah, hey, you know, they don't even think about the quality. When the quality is at a certain standard, they don't think about it. Now, of course you have people like MKBHD to where like his 
content so good that you think about it when his videos start you're like wow this is so good right there's that level but then you know for everybody else there's the level of you know hey when people come into the video i don't want those thoughts of like hey this is too quiet this audio is bad everything looks weird the positioning the framing um is off and, and everything's kind of awkward in it like you don't want you know you don't want those things to be taking place because it's at a competitive level to where they're able to just enjoy the content instead of being distracted by all the things that could possibly be uh you know wrong with the content so the very step first step is the youtube creator academy now once you have that taken care of the next thing that i would recommend is um if you want to um you know have a coach or something like that i know uh daniel battelle does that uh roberto blake does that in a group environment um brian g johnson does that um tim over at video creators does that daryl eves does that since you're just getting started um with 100 videos or not getting started with 100 videos but since you're just getting started with 10 subscribers um the the very first thing i would do before you start putting money into it is i would go through the youtube creator academy and i would educate yourself for free in the process of making you know good content how to make thumbnails how to write titles things like that that will that will move things for you faster than uh than than going through the process of having or, or cheaper i should say than having somebody else say that you're giving money to say you know hey first you got to work on your content right so uh so that's what i recommend in your uh in your situation uh let's see here i'm gonna keep going down the list i saw some others come through and i know hey what's up tom i, I know some um other super chats came in so i'm gonna answer those here really quick as well whoa my make sure my mic is still working because i just had a power flicker okay we are still good okay salad cream boy first lads outdoor camping welcome to the Niminati. Welcome to the Nimanati. Make sure that next time, you know what, if you just go to nimanvip.com, it's going to redirect you to our Facebook group. And uh, that Facebook group, fill out all the information on the way in because that's how I verify that you're a channel member. And I'll be adding those after the, uh, after the stream today. Uh, Salad Cream Boy Super chat. says, um, hey, Nick, I use a tablet. And my tech star, Mike, has developed a hum. Any free Android apps that can help as KineMaster doesn't have a background blocker? Um, so when it comes to your mic, if you're having connection issues with your mic, that can come from... Uh, or that hum is probably coming just from the connection itself. Um, so because of that, you might need to, you know, update your mic or, or something like that in order to fix that problem. Or it could be the input of your phone. Make sure that you have that cleaned out. There's not like dust in there and things like that. Um, and that also could be, you know, one of the things that's creating a barrier for the connection uh, itself. Let's see here. Um, let's see as we, hey, Brian G Johnson in the house. What is up, Brian G? Hope that you're doing fantastic. My man, I'll be bringing people on later. If you are, uh, free this, uh, this morning to, uh, to hop on, you are more than welcome. My friend, of course, uh, let's see here. So as we keep going through this list, um, really quick, I just want to, um, pop another thanks in here. We've got, uh, let's see here. We've got TVR creators also dropping a photo in here on Twitter. Uh oh, am I having internet problems? No, nope, I think I'm good. Yeah, because it's just loading super slow over there. So I'm just making sure it's still coming through. All right. So um, let me click on this really quick. Boom. There we go. So really quick, I'm just going to bring him on here just as a quick thank you for, you know, sharing this out and, uh, you know, and dropping that picture in there as well. Um, thank you for the share. I, uh, I appreciate it. 
Okay, so um, let's see here. Next up on our list, we have, and I'm gonna pull this one from the form. Um, we have Painting with Yovette. Painting with Yovette says um, that they do bi-weekly content. Um, they have been making videos for one year or more. The type of channel is teaching art. The goal of the channel is to share my knowledge to make others better. That's cool. It's a good mission. Um, and not like you need my approval, but I'm just saying it's a good mission. <laughs> uh, like, like that's awesome. Trying to make the world a better place. Um, the question, um, how can you replace an outdated channel trailer with a new one and not lose all the views from the previous channel video? Um, you can't. So basically the views that are part of your current channel trailer, those are attached to that video. Um, it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like Vimeo to where you can just replace the video. Uh, YouTube does not have that option. Um, on YouTube, what you would need to do is you need to just upload a fresh video. But here's the thing, it's a channel trailer, so it doesn't matter. But what you can do if you don't want that going out to your subscribers and all of that, um, is you can one, just have that video is unlisted, but then make it your channel trailer and it'll still show up. And so it's not gonna show up like in your videos page or anything like that. It'll just show up in that trailer spot. And in addition to that, um, if you, uh, let's see what I was gonna say there. Um, oh yeah, and also in the back end on your YouTube settings, you wanna make sure that you uncheck the box that says to notify um, subscribers that you, uh, that you, uh, you know, publish that particular video. All right. So next up on our list and really quick, Chantel, thank you for the share out there. I appreciate it bunches. Thank you so much. And um, okay, so next up here on the list, and I missed one here from Bad Boy Hype. Um, also, you know, just kind of sharing the love out there as well. Bad Boy Hype, thank you um, as well for the share. I appreciate it. Okay, so um, next up on our list here, we have uh, painting, no, we got painting with Yvette already. So we are going to click on this next one. We've got Artie Lu Lucas. Artie Lucas Lucas was in here earlier before the chat saying, yo, yo, <laughs> yo, <laughs> what's up Artie? Uh, okay, so the, the type of channel says uh, world record breaking and just having fun. And the goal of the channel is to have a career on YouTube. And the question, should I be aiming to rank high in search or get into recommended? Uh, what do you find usually works best? It depends on the type of content that you're making, but in your case, if you're doing world record breaking, um, I would be I would be going for recommendations. So um, in your particular case, you're going to lean really hard on your title and thumbnail. Of course, the video content's gonna matter too, but you want to make sure that you are putting tons of thought and effort into your title and your thumbnail and thinking of how they work together and thinking, okay, if this shows up on a homepage or being recommended next to another piece of content, why exactly should somebody click on this compared to all of the other videos that they see in front of them? Or if they're on a, they're, they're scrolling through their phone, right? You wanna think, okay, why would this thumbnail or this title or both, why would they stop somebody in their tracks and then push them over the edge to actually click on this, right? So you wanna, you wanna put tons of effort in your case, specifically on your, on your thumbnail and title, um, and you would be going more for recommendations than you would for um, search with world record breaking. You could, you know, you, depending on the things that you're, the records you're breaking, you could optimize for those too, so that you can take advantage of search and um, the homepage. But ultimately with that type of content, uh, dep again, depending on the records that you're breaking, you're going to want to, uh, you're gonna wanna make sure that you, uh, that you're paying really close attention to your suggested videos and to your, um, to your homepage traffic. 
Uh, let's see here. Next on our list, and I had one sneak in here that I uh, went over. Uh-oh, are we doing a Christmas wrap? What, what, what? I, I, hey, I wasn't notified of this in any way, shape, or form, but I guess it's going to start with like a ho, 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 right? Maybe, because it's Christmas. <laughs> ho, 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 it's Christmas time, getting views in the snow. Sadix Glens. Oh, Sadix Glens. What's up, man? Says, um, we'll be doing a live uh, WID. My subscribers and reviewing their photographs on my live um, since my content's about photography, tips and tricks, any suggestions? No, that's great. If you're, if you're um, you know, uh, reviewing other people's photography on your live streams, it's like, you know, people that are, you know, a part of your community and they're just wanting your feedback. That's awesome. So the suggestions that I do have for you is that um, I would set up, if you look in the description right now, I'm not sure if you've seen this already on, on my channel or not, but if you look in the description right now, you're going to see um, a link. It's towards the bottom, but you're going to see a link to a form that I have set up to collect questions from here. So what I recommend that you do um, is that you set up a Google form or some type of form on your website or something like that so that you're able to collect those pictures in, an, in, you know, in, a, in, a, in a way that you can go through them in an orderly fashion. Um, so by doing that um, within this Google form, you're going to, uh, people are gonna be able to upload that photo directly into the form. Um, and then you know they can tell you any information about it or anything. You can customize the form so that you can do everything in an organized way instead of having people just throw a bunch of stuff at you and you having to like randomly pick uh you know uh photos and things like that um and technically if you know you're going to be doing that, um, you could make a post in your community feed, say, hey, you know, I'm going to be doing a live stream, reviewing your photos and all that. Um, if you want me to review yours, then, you know, fill this, uh, you know, fill out this form. And I would also put a checkbox in there saying, you know, it's okay to use it, you know, in your stream and you know, like that kind of stuff, just for that little tiny layer of protection. It probably wouldn't protect you in a court, but it's just a thing to, you know, just let people know that, hey, you know, you are giving me permission to use this, uh, you know, in the, in the YouTube video. Might connect you in court, I don't know. Okay, so uh, let's see here. So really quick, uh, at, I've said really quick like a bunch of times today. So um, we are going to um, pull up Andrew Z right here, also sharing the love. That is what I'm talking about. We used to do this Twitter thing a lot when D was here because he was like, you know, he was sharing, doing that and changing scenes and all that stuff. Um, and I was just thinking the other day, I was like, man, we haven't done that in a while. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to go ahead and start uh, implementing that one again. So, uh, so Andrew Z, thank you for the share out there my man i appreciate it so um let's see here so next up on our list um let's see here i saw another one come in here plumber stacker says what's the best way Super to get track. people to thumbs up and follow during videos what are your thoughts on premiere videos i think premieres can be fine as long as your audience responds to them um, i'm not a big fan of premiering a video every time that you premiere or every time that you publish a piece of content because then that takes away from um that takes away from the um, uh, you know, the, the specialness of a premiere. So because of that, I wouldn't just premiere everything that you publish, but if you do have content that you're like, Hey, this is cool. And I want to be able to chat with, you know, the viewers while they are, you know, while they're watching this video. Um, then in that case, you know, a premiere is uh, a premiere is fine. Um, and in terms of getting people to thumb up, if you just ask, it does a world of wonders. So if you just, you know, remind people, you don't have to cram it down their throat, but just work it into conversation and into the conversation of your video. So for example, since you're doing plumber stack, or if you're making content about plumbing, let's say that you are, um, you know, uh, showing people how to fix, uh, you know, something uh, like in their tub, then in that case, you'd be like, you know, hey, if you've ever ran into this situation, give me a thumbs up. Or if you'd like to avoid this situation, give me a thumbs up, you know, something like that, instead of stopping the entire video and making a whole big, you know, production about, you know, uh, you know, giving the video a thumbs up. So, uh, so that's the thing that you want to do when it comes to the engagement on your YouTube channel is you want to try to work it into the conversation uh, when possible.
Uh, let's see here. Vigard in the house. What's up, dude? Hope that you are doing uh, fantastic. Let's see here. So, um, Fat Steven Siegel Gaming says, first time viewer, long time fat Super action shot. hero. Love this. Welcome to the stream. Fat Steven, I appreciate you being here. And uh, let's see here. We're going to jump back into the forum right here in a second. But before I do so, we've also got Doug Hooson sharing the love out here on the Twitter. Doug, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Nice to see you. I hope that you are doing well, my friend. Okay, let's see here. So as we keep on going through this list here, we have Jamil Abraham. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, they upload when they have time. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. The type of channel is vlogging content. And the goal of the channel is to get more views. And the question, how do I share my daily life to people that they will like my video and subscribe to my channel? So here's the interesting um, uh situation, scenario, problem that vloggers typically run into is when you're putting out vlog content, people really need to respond to your personality big time. And when you're putting together vlog content, vlog content isn't just, hey, I'm just walking around and I'm just recording this and, and everything's just kind of, you know, like whatever, like you're putting together, it's a vlog, but you're putting together still a piece of entertainment content. So because of that, it's really important to make sure that you have that perspective when it comes to your vlogs. Like, you know, if you are, you know, doing like a family vlog and you're showing your stuff around your house and you are, you know, just hey, this is how we get ready for the day. That's one, that's fine. It's interesting how you get ready for the day. But when people click on that, you have to make everything interesting because you're putting together a piece of entertainment content. So you have to, I'm not saying you have to be a clown in any way, shape or form, but you just have to think about when you're editing that video, you know, what is the viewer going to experience as they're going through this? Because just walking around my house for five minutes, talking about stuff that doesn't matter to them, you know, that's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna do anything for me. So because of that, you wanna make sure that as you're putting everything together, that you try to do it in, in as much of an entertaining way as possible um, so that you can make it an experience for the people that are going through your videos. So if you look at, successful uh, vlog channels, you'll see that they, you know, they typically mix in um, things into their vlog content as well, be it, you know, um, entertainment plus information, be it um, entertainment plus, you know, how to something, be it, um, be it the vlog plus, you know, showing people, you know, specific details about an area, if they're a travel vlogger, you know, those types of things. So, you know, it's definitely about you, but you also have to make it about the viewer because, you know, these days on YouTube, um, it's really difficult because everybody trying to do it to just upload a you know a piece of content of you just kind of just walking around with no edits or anything like that and uh and and you know getting uh you know getting lots of of traction because of it it can happen but you know your your personality needs to be off the charts uh in order for um in order for that to you know to happen at a rate um that would you know that would really uh you know matter so to speak um that's frosty welcome to the channel membership welcome make sure that next time you are Make sure that next time you, I keep that's, that, that habit is ingrained in there. I keep saying, make sure next time you're on Facebook. Cause that's what I used to say. But now that we have the, the redirect set up, if you just go to Nimmin VIP, um, you will see the, uh, the, it will redirect you to the Facebook group page. And there you just fill out all the information. Um, that's how I verify that you're a member. And after the stream today, I will be, um, I will be adding you, uh, there. So we have Yuri sharing a screenshot out on Twitter saying that they are watching for the very first time. Um, so Yuri, thank you for the uh, for the share there. I appreciate it. And then we also have 
for all of you Twitter folks out there loving this here. So we have uh, how we got here also sharing uh, sharing some imagery here out onto Twitter. Much appreciated. Thank you for the share as well. I appreciate it. Yeah, like I like this kind of stuff because like I'm I'm collecting these pictures too. And uh, you know, that's that's just something that, you know, that I can use in like, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, like if I just happen to talk something about like building a community, right? Then, you know, like slapping those pictures on the screen, you know, it's a great, you know, a great thing for, for those types of uh, images. So thank you for, uh, for doing that and taking the time. I appreciate it. Um, a Redger boxing, a Red R boxing TV. Um, they say Super that any suggestions tight. on tips on how to avoid copyrights? My content is all about boxing news and videos, and I'm using my own voice to make a commentary. So technically, if you're doing commentary, you should be fine. Um, however, you will probably still get claims that you're going to have to dispute and all of that on a regular basis. Um, what I would recommend to you, since you do have a channel that is strictly reliant on the content of others, is I would contact somebody like Ian Corzine. Um, he's a social media lawyer, iancorzine.com is where you can find him. Um, I would contact him or depending on where you are in the world, because he's focused on the United States. So depending on where it is that you are in the world, um, I would contact a local um, copyright attorney that does also know about US copyright law as well, um, as well as international so that you can um, sit down with them and say, this is exactly what it is that I'm doing. Here's one of my videos. And they can give you direct feedback with your type of content and exactly how you're putting it together to let you know if you're in the clear or not, and how you can avoid you know um, issues in the future or you can you know have them be part of the uh, dispute process also brian d johnson says the grind is hard on these youtube streets <laughs> absolutely absolutely it is the grind is hard on these youtube streets that's what i'm talking about glenny uh channel tv Supertract. welcome oops wrong one welcome to the nimanati welcome to the nimanati so make sure next time you are, um, ah, see, I did it again. Snap. Okay. So nimmonvip.com. If you put that in, it's going to redirect you to the Facebook group. Uh, make sure you fill out everything on the way in there. Uh, that's how I uh, verify that you are a channel member on the way in. And I'll be adding you in there um, after the stream as well. Simply small engine repair says hide subs Super or tight. no. Who here hides their subscriber count currently? Just give me a hashtag me if you uh, if you do your subscriber content or if you uh, hide your subscriber count. Just curious, just curious. And while I'm waiting for those answers to come in, um, I just want to just give a few quick shares here. We've got Zeke, Zeke or Zeke. I, I apologize if I'm not saying that 100% correct, but Zeke speaks also sharing the love out on Twitter. Much appreciated, my friend. Thank you for that. And we also have a few more that I'm going to uh, go through here as well. We've got Mike Hybrid Steel in the house, also sharing it out as well, sharing the love out there on Twitter. Hope that you're doing awesome. Mike, hope that you are staying safe over there. And we also have, uh, let's see here. We've got uh, Leonardo also sharing this out as well. Leonardo, thank you also for the, um, for the share. Hope that you are doing fantastic. Okay. So as we keep on going through this list here, we got Martin um, Twycross. Oh yeah, the, the subscriber count. Okay, sorry. So, okay, so we've got um, Added Again Media hides it. We've got SS Crafts hides it. We've got, uh, let's see here. 
Um, we've got Fast Steven Siegel, uh, Siegel Gaming says, no, they do not. Um, we've got Net Nature Relaxation, Authentic Cocina Vlogs. Okay, so we got a decent amount of people hiding your subscriber count. So one thing I wanna let you know is that if you just don't care about the subscriber thing and all of that, that's perfect. It's fine if you want to hide your subscriber count. However, a lot of people do look at the subscriber count being hidden as a kind of like, huh, wonder why they're hiding their subscriber count for the people that care. Not everybody cares about, you know, the subscriber count as much as YouTubers do. Um, however, one thing that you do want to just think about is like, why would you hide your subscriber count? So if let's say um, if you're hiding it because you don't have a lot of subscribers right now, then you're hiding it because you don't have a lot of subscribers right now to where at what point in your journey would you unhide it if that's the reason that you are hiding it. Um, but if you're somebody that's like, you know, hey, I don't care about, you know, the, the subscriber counts and all that stuff, then in that case, you know, it doesn't matter if you hide it, but some people do look at it like it's a little bit kind of like, huh, I wonder why they're hiding their subscriber count. Um, but at the end of the day, when you do hide your subscriber count, it doesn't really hide that much because people can still see your view counts. So um, if it's if you're hiding it based on like a status thing like subscriber count then you're not really hiding anything because they can still see the view counts of your videos so it doesn't really do anything for you either way really but one way actually let me take that back one way that it does help is that you know it is some kind of social proof so if you have zero subscribers on your youtube channel and somebody leans there people might be like oh this is awesome i get to be their first subscriber i'll do that sometimes um and then there's the other side where it's like you know hey um i'm an artist Right. And if I'm an, I'm an artist and I just want people to focus on my art and not make a big deal about my subscriber count, you know, I've got hundreds of thousands or millions of subscribers and I don't want to make a thing of it. So because of that, I'm just going to focus everybody on my art and not necessarily my subscriber count. Then in that case, you know, it, it makes sense. So if you have like a real reason you're doing it, then it makes sense. But if you are doing it just because, you know, like, hey, I, I don't have a lot of subscribers and I don't want anybody to know, they still know by just looking at the view counts that you get. So uh, so just keep those types of things in mind. But of course, you know, it's up to you, but um, but you know, it, it it's not something that, uh, you know, hiding it or not is not is not something that's going to like make a huge difference, uh, you know, on your, on the performance of your YouTube channel, so to speak. Martin, what's up, man? Hope that you're doing Super great. Um, says, will content that gets less views hurt your channel? It will not unless you just consistently don't get, you know, unless you just consistently don't get, uh, don't get views. Um, but with that situation though, all it takes is one video to pop out and then you're, you know, and then you're back on track. But it's, you don't get suppressed per se, but you know, like the, 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 the channel that was up here earlier where they have like a hundred videos with 10 subscribers, in that case, if it was me, I would just start from scratch. I would wipe all of that away. And I would be like, you know what? None of these videos really did anything.
All right, I think we're back. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me. Give me one second here. I'm just double checking my audio. Okay, audio's coming in. Uh, Roadcaster, Roadcaster. Got the right camera coming through. Um, I've got this thing working. So can can you can you see and hear and all of that good stuff? Man, this thing completely just whacked out my whole setup. Like, uh, let's see here. Okay, so if that's full screen, then click on this. Exit full screen. Drop it into the right window. Give me just a second here. So my VLC is being all weird. Uh, task manager. So give me a second here um, while I work through the uh, through the tech on this. Let's see here. VLC media player and task. That is my TV graphic. And I'll walk through me just kind of resetting this stuff up here. So I had all these windows uh, in here, which you can probably see. Yeah, from, oh, no, that camera's down. Oh, we got a camera down too. All right. So yeah, we are, it's party time in here, just in terms of resetting everything back up. So, uh, so let's see here, what can we do? Let's open up Epidemic Sound. I'm gonna play some music while I just uh, get this set up and then people can jam out to the music if you would like, while I'm in the process of getting all of this set up again. <laughs> oh, so uh, fingers crossed, cause it's still like coming down out there and like the storm is going nuts. Hold on, Epidemic Sound. We are going to just grab a tune here. We will just do electronic and dance and we're just gonna hit go. And let's see what we got here. So let me pull this out a little bit. Oh, that's interesting. They used to have it where I could adjust the volume. There we go. All right, so I'll be right back. I just gotta turn on some cameras and, oh, the background came back on. That's good. Let me check to see if that came. Okay, so I'm just gonna go turn this camera on and, uh, and then I'll be right back. which is good. Turn this down so we can still listen to it a little bit while we are rocking and rolling here. Okay, so give me about 30 more seconds and then um, I'll have all this set back up so that I can uh, get back into the questions and all of that good stuff. Okay, so we're just gonna move Twitter into here and then I can see that, move this over to here so I can see this. All right. And I think, oh, it's still not on. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, so it looks like we are just not going to uh, have that camera. That's fine. That's how we are going to roll today. I hope that power just didn't just like blow the blow the camera. That would suck. <laughs> or, or not the camera, but the, but the whole uh, you know the whole setup back there. All right, I'm gonna try one more time. All right, I think it's coming back on. Should be anyway. Three, boom, there we go. Okay, 
So then I've got the YouTube window up here and we are ready to uh, just continue keeping on. That's what I'm talking about right here. So traveling tech, what I'm doing right now is I'm just kind of resetting up everything um, because I had a power outage. Um, so we, it was just a power flicker because it's storming outside right now. I'm in Thailand, so the infrastructure here isn't amazing 100% uh, of the time. So because of that, um, sometimes, you know, in situations like this, uh, like we'll have like it'll storm too hard or the wind gets too strong or tons of rain or whatever and things will flicker. And then when they do while I'm streaming, then, you know, it creates a little bit of an issue. So I was going through the process of getting in on my phone. So I was like, oh, well, we'll just do it from the phone again. Um, and while I was going through that process, it came back on. So I was like, all right, cool. We are, you know, still rocking and rolling and we will continue to, uh, to keep on moving here. Okay. So let's get back uh, into the vibe of what we were doing before. So uh, let's see here. I'm just going to go up here to the top and welcome um, Martin Howland's uh, Howlett's calming anxiety to the Niminati. Welcome to the Niminati. Make sure next, bleh, just go to NimenVIP.com and that will redirect you to our members only Facebook group. Fill out all the information on the way in um, because that's how I uh, verify that you're a channel member uh, when you get over there. So one more thing I got to do here is I got to zoom in just a tad. There we go. Okay, so we are, we're back now just in time for another power outage. <laughs> yeah, music courtesy of Epidemic Sound. I think I've got a, a link to them um, down, in the, uh, down in the description, actually. So let's see here. Can I move this over? No, I don't think so. All right. So um, let's see here really quick. Jerry P. Um, I just want to thank you for uh, sharing this stream out as well. Um, thank you for that. I appreciate it as always. Okay. Uh, let's see here. So next up we have, let's see here, Jamil. We, we got Jamil taken care of, and then we are going to do one more out of the, out of the thing or out of the, the form. And then I'm going to hit some super chats. Um, and then I'm going to have you drop your question in here. If you're just like, if you just joined us, for example, um, I'm just going to start pulling some out of the chat as well, um, for the sake of, you know, making sure that we can get as many people taken care of as possible. So one step says that, uh, they have a gaming channel. They do gaming, let's plays, news, top five, best ofs, how to's and more. What's the goal of the channel? It's to inspire, bring joy and entertain. And of course, to one day make a living off of doing that. And the question, is it generally better to stick to one thing slash one niche, one game? For example, if somebody did Call of Duty content, um, I do a little bit myself, um, but if somebody did, would it be a good idea to expand their content and do other games, racing games, fighting games, or better to stick with just shooters, or even better to stick with just Call of Duty? Thanks, have a great day. Thanks, my dude, have a great day. So um, when it comes to your gaming content, um, ultimately, you know, you want people to be coming back to your gaming content because they love how you play the game or your spin on the game or the things that you teach them how to do in the game, things like that. Um, however, you need bait that's gonna bring those people in. And that bait is your video content. So because of that, what you have to think about is you have to think about, okay, what type of audience am I trying to, you know, trying to build here? And around what games would I like to, like, do I care about the most, right? Don't think from the, from the perspective of, you know, hey, I'm going to, uh, make sure that I'm playing the right games for YouTube. Think of it from the perspective of, if I'm gonna be doing this for a long time, I'm gonna be playing a lot of games probably over time. So I, get, I need to make sure that I'm focused on the games that I enjoy the most because I'm gonna be playing them a lot. Two, I'm also gonna be connecting or pulling in with that bait that I'm putting out there. I'm gonna be pulling in more people that are also into those games. So I need to make sure that it's something that I'm into enough to where you know I can be talking about it on a regular basis and things like that. So when it comes to starting with one game, 
that's typically the best approach. And the reason that that's the best approach is because um, if you're starting the channel is because every piece of content that you put out on the channel is made for a person that's interested in that particular game. So that turns your channel into a resource for that particular game. From there, once you start picking up some momentum on the channel, that's where you start experimenting. Like, okay, hey, if I'm doing COD, then now I'm gonna do Rainbow Six because you know there's a good chance in terms of just crossover with the game type that the people that are into Call of uh, Duty that are watching might also be uh, interested in the Rainbow Six content, for example. So you know you just want to you just want to think of it from that perspective um, as you're going as you're you know expanding out with the additional games. But I would focus on one to get the ball rolling, and then once you have you know momentum on the channel, then experiment from time to time with different games. See if you have any take off or do better than the ones that you're currently playing. And if so, then you might want to make more of those, of course. Um, and then you know just keep experimenting as you go through time with occasionally putting out a different type of game and seeing how your particular audience responds to that. Um, let's see here. As we keep on going down, we got Detecting PA says, change tag Super thumbnails tracked. on old underperforming videos. So um, some things to consider when it comes to changing um, your thumbnails and your titles on old videos is if your videos themselves underperform in terms of people land on the video and they don't they just don't watch the video so you can't you know keep people watching for a longer period of time um if that is the case then then it doesn't matter you know what you change on the front end it's not going to make the video content better right but one thing that can happen is the expectation that a viewer might have when they're on the way into that video. So as a, a content creator, it's important to think about when you're writing your, like a lot of people will just think, I need to make a thumbnail and I need to make a title. Um, but what you ultimately wanna think is, okay, um, what thumbnail, one, how am I gonna grab the person's attention that I'm trying to reach with this, the target viewer? Two, um, when I'm putting this together, what type of expectation am I building for the people that are gonna click on this thumbnail or title? And the reason that you wanna think about that is because if you build up some sensational thumbnail and title, and then they click on the video, and that video isn't you know delivering what it is that you built up in the thumbnail or title in any way, then the retention on that video is just going to tank, and then YouTube isn't going to recommend that video to other people because the video content itself doesn't perform. So because of that, if the video content itself if you look at it and you're like, you know what? Maybe, you know, the perspective was a little bit off here, the intention um, in terms of if somebody were to click on this, you know, what they would expect out of it. If that's a little bit off, then in that case, you know, changing up the thumbnail, um, changing up the title, you know, that that might help. However, if the video content itself still, after you do that once, if the content itself just isn't keeping people uh, involved, then, uh, then, you know, you can change the thumbnail and title a hundred times, but it's still not gonna make the video content better. So because of that, Turn this one down a little bit. Whoa, or just turn it up, party, woo!
All right. So we are just going to, uh, we're going to just try it again this way for now. So basically the lights and everything came back on. Um, I'm just waiting right now for the, uh, for the internet to kick back on. Once that kicks back on, then we will be rocking and rolling um, as normal. Um, it looks like it's coming back on right now. So I'm just going to keep on talking here while that comes back on. Um, resetting some of the gear again here um, so that we can get this back on. Let's see here, making sure everything is on. And it is. So, oh, my roadcaster's off. So we got to turn that puppy on. Let's make sure this cam is on here. Okay, we are, we are. phone here um, on standby until let me see here that mic down turn the mic mute there we go so yes yeah, so I'm just gonna keep the phone ready to rock and roll um, and then uh, in the event that happens again then I'll switch to the phone and we will just keep uh, you know kind of bouncing everything around um, just for the sake of making all this a little bit easier okay so let's get back into the question switch into a chill vibe here and we will get back to back to the to the question at hand oh goodness love it absolutely love it okay so uh next up on our list we have um the arkansas diamond miner arkansas diamond miner um let's see here it says coffee as usual thank you for that i appreciate it a lot and let's see here yeah i'm like setting all this up here in the meantime while we are going through this getting some of the other uh windows open that were open before Okay, so now let's uh, let's go back to the form. Okay, so we had TV slots. I missed a, a super chat here from TV slots. TV slots says, hey, Nick, on YouTube for 40 days, uploaded daily slot. Let me take this down here really quick. Um, let's see here. So, hey, Nick, on YouTube for 40 days, um, I upload daily slot casino, uh, slot casino channel. Diving into analytics, how do I know if I'm at a good rate? Uh, my click-through rate is 7.2%, 122, uh, 126 subscribers, and engagement is at 43%. So when it comes to uh, like knowing if you are um, on the right path or not, um, one thing to make sure that you're keeping in mind is that when you are um, when you are looking at all of your numbers, it's important to also factor in the impressions that you're getting with those numbers. So your click-through rate, you know, you're okay. Your, your click-through rate um, is 7.2, but depending on how many views or how many impressions actually that, that you're getting that click-through rate for is going to really determine if that's good or not. Another thing that's important is when you are looking at your click-through rate, you also wanna make sure that you are looking at um, where that click-through rate is coming from. Because one thing that can happen is is 
that if you're averaging everything out and YouTube is kicking back this, you know, this number on the upside down triangle, the, the funnel there that you see in your uh, YouTube analytics, then they're, they're averaging everything out. But if you look into your traffic sources, you might find that the people that are coming from your channel page are actually clicking at a really high rate and it's offsetting the low rate that they're clicking on everything else. Um, so that can happen as well. So you want to make sure that you're being very um, mindful of where the views are coming from or specifically where your click-through rate and average view durations are coming from for whichever uh, you know traffic source that you're actually trying to get into the most. Because if it says seven um, seven percent, but you find out that you know that your channel page is actually driving you know a higher percentage and it's offsetting things, but then you find out that you have a one percent or a one point five with you know with with a thousand impressions on it, then in that case it's like oh okay well yeah this isn't so great. But if you find that hey I'm maintaining you know a seven percent click through rate after getting you know um, ten thousand impressions or a hundred thousand impressions, then your view count would also you know support that. But then in that case it's like yeah okay this this thumbnail is pretty solid because now I've got all these you know more impressions that I am uh, you know that I'm uh, that it's going uh, that I'm factoring in um, to the to the number here. So that's what you want to think about. Um, and also pay really close attention as well. It's not just your click-through rate. It's not just your engagement. Um, how many subscribers you have, um, that's not really important in terms of video performance um, per se. I mean, it kind of is, but not necessarily. But you also want to make sure that you're looking at the performance of the videos themselves in terms of the people that are interacting with your content. You want to make sure that those people are experiencing your content in a certain way. And in that way is that you are able to catch their attention because it's normal to see a drop, you know, when a video first starts, but that you catch their attention while it's high. And then you're able to keep them watching for as long as you can um, at, a, at, at, at the higher percentage. It's normal for videos to kind of, you know, drop off over time, but you also want to make sure that your videos that you don't see any problem areas where people are, you know, leaving in mass. Okay. And for any place where you see people are, are, are dipping out, you want to highlight those areas and you want to say, okay, what did I do right here? That might've caused people to leave in here. What was I not doing? And you'll learn all of that stuff over time, but you want to pay really close attention to your, to your average view duration per each video, um, as well, because that's the thing that's going to help you make better content. And if you focus, right, because you're, you're paying attention, like you care. So, you know, you're uploading daily content and, you know, you have a, you know, your, your click through rate, depending on your impressions, um, is okay. Okay. And, you know, you have decent engagement on your channel. So, you know, the next thing comes down to your uh, audience retention reports and how people are, you know, um, being impacted by the videos themselves or how they're interacting with the videos themselves. And then once you can see there that, hey, people are watching my videos for you know, a decent amount of time too, then it comes down to people are watching my videos for a decent amount of time. They're clicking on my videos at a fair rate. So now it just comes down to me having enough content out there to actually create that snowball of sorts of I've got a bunch of content out there that is continually bringing new viewers into my channel every day and with every piece of content especially you if you're uploading daily and you're getting you know good response from what it is that you're doing then then every single video that you publish is an opportunity to have more people coming into your channel every single day which then kind of helps the whole snowball um, effect happen on your youtube channel richie hustles says um Super absolutely tracks. love your drive to keep things going thank you thank you Richie, uh, Richie hustles for the super chat and for the kind words. It is appreciated. Um, I'm in the process of getting the projector hooked back up while, uh, while we are, uh, you know, going through this part here as well. Did these cameras go down also? Hold on. That one went down again. We had this one. Yep. That one's down. All right. That's okay. So we're not going to put up the auto switcher right now. I'll just do it manually, I guess, for the time being. And we are just going to keep on trucking here. So, uh, let's see here. Um, let's see. So next up on our list, 
we have uh, one step. Did I do one step already? Yes, we did. Okay, so here um, we have Critical SF. Critical SF says that they've been on YouTube for one year or more. They have a gaming channel. The goal of the channel is to grow as much as I can and to help people progress through a certain game. My goal is also to entertain as I sometimes uh, film funny montages. Adjustment here to this. It's a little too loud. There we go. Um, and just give me some feedback. If the music's like too loud or something, let me know. Um, if it's, you know, if it's too low, that's okay. Um, but if it's too, a little bit too loud to where it's like annoying, let me know. Um, let's see here. So the goal is to grow as much as I can and to help people progress through a certain game. Um, my goal is also to entertain as I sometimes find, uh, film funny montages. The question, the views on my tips videos um, are slowly starting to, to decline. And I'm thinking about making a switch in my content because I have a feeling that more people will watch it, switching from tip videos to funny videos. My question, question is, is this the right step to make or will I miss out on the potential to grow my channel via tip videos? Maybe you can pull up a channel, pull up my channel and see. So when it comes to um, switching the content that you're putting out there, one thing to think about, oh, it was too loud. Okay. Um, let's see here. It's too loud. Much better now. Okay. Is that a better volume? Let's see here. Okay. It's a bit better volume now. Okay. Good, good, good. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah, if it, if it gets too loud, uh, you know, just just let me know and I will uh, I'll put it down. Tube Spanner in the house, what's up? Hope that you are doing fantastic. I see you also dropped a super chat up here. It says so the mellow chilling tunes were a surprise. Enjoy some iTunes on me. Super chat. Thank you, Danielle, for that. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see here. As we keep on going, Professor Nez in the house, what's up, dude? Hope that you're doing. Um, hope that you're doing awesome. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so in terms of switching the type of content that you have on your channel, um, it's good to experiment, especially if you're just getting started. It's really good to experiment. And the reason it's good to experiment is because experimentation will help you uncover things that you might not have known if you didn't experiment. So, you know, you might find that switching to funny videos ends up getting a much better response than doing the tips content. But keep in mind when you're doing just random funny videos, the approach that you're going to take is also going to be different. So if you're doing like how-to content, you're doing tip videos, then, you know, that's kind of, that's like search candy, right? So that's kind of like a low hanging fruit to get yourself into search so that you can start getting some traffic from search as long as people respond to your videos there. But when you start doing comedy content, then everything shifts a little little bit. Now, of course you can, you know, make, uh, you know, comedy content that you optimize for search, um, depending on the things that you are talking about with your comedy. But ultimately another thing that you are, um, needing to make sure that you're focused on is if I'm making funny videos, I got to make sure that I'm getting the right thumbnails from the videos that I'm making so that I have the things to highlight. So when I'm producing the content, it needs to be, I need to prepare a little bit differently than I might on a tips video. And in addition to that, when you are, um, when you are um, putting your um, um, thumbnails and titles together with the comedy content, the approach that you're going to take is going to be more of a, hey, I'm trying to like really build up anticipation here with this thumbnail, or I'm really trying to, you know, push somebody's buttons or whatever it happens to be um, to get them to click on this video so they can come in and experience the the comedy content. So here, the win with comedy content 
is once it starts, you know, doing well on your channel, then you can, you know, really ride comedy content far. Um, but the hard part is actually getting started with comedy content. Because like I said before, like the search candy from the tips content, it's it's pretty easy. Um, but when it comes to trying to do something where you're only trying to grab attention from the homepage and suggested videos, then your skill set has to jump up a, a little bit. Because in that case, you know, you're you're working on like direct response of my video shows up on a homepage. I, I ha I'm gonna live and die by my ability to get people to click on a homepage and being recommended next to other content. Like that's where you're getting your traffic from. And because of that, you have to make sure that you are really, you know, working on the skills to be able to, you know, grab people's attention with your, how you're packaging up your videos with your thumbnail and title and how you are putting the content together itself. Cargo on, Cargo Conversation Building Camp. Chat. Thank you for the super chat. I appreciate it. So, you know, this is a bonus, like uh, you like how the how the powers went down and all that good stuff. Like one really great thing as a recommendation is having a battery backup uh, for your computer, for like your main machine, like if you're doing live streaming. Because um, if you have a battery backup, then one, it's just safer uh, for the computer if you do have power outages for whatever reason. Um, but when the power went down, it kept my computer up so I didn't have to like restart and go and open up all these windows. It was more of a, okay, this is trying to connect to the camera because the camera's off, the audio, I got a notification because the audio went down because the the the, the roadcaster went down. Um, and then, you know, you, you lose some cameras, things like that. Um, but, you know, battery backup, just a quick, you know, studio hack, getting a battery backup for your computer um, for live streaming can be really advantageous. Now, I don't have my monitor plugged into it, which I guess I should, um, but I do have my actual machine plugged into it, which helps me, you know, get back on track faster when those power outages uh, happen. I'm actually, I would love to know, would you be interested in a, hey, Roberto Blake in the house. What's up, dude? Hope that you're doing awesome. I'm going to be doing the, uh, sharing the link out here in about 45 minutes or so. Um, so if you want to come in, of course, sir, you are more than welcome. Um, but when Doug, I see your message. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. I will pull those up here in just a second. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, would you be interested in seeing like a studio hack video? Because one of the things that I um, that I did while putting this new place together is I actually spent a lot of time thinking about like little details. Like for example, I'll be right back. And in the meantime, if you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. For example, things like this, right? You see these at the hardware store and these are made for people to be able to um, like hold on to this as they're, you know, like getting out of the shower or as they're standing up or whatever it happens to be. Um, but you can also use these, like a lot of uh, light mounts, they'll come with like clamps or you can clamp onto bars or you can get them off of Amazon or whatever. So like in your, in your studio area, if you wanna get like try light stands off the floor and things like that, I had a truss built, but then I also have some some issues back over here um, in terms of lighting when I'm shooting the video content. So because of that, um, I got two of these. One of them is actually over there, but I got two of these um, and these allow me to mount lights to them um, if I need to by just putting these in the wall. You can also put these on, on cabinets if you need to, to where you can click uh, quickly, you know, mount a light to it. And then, uh, and then you know, it's just, you know, it's out of the way, get your, get your light stand off of the floor as long as, you know, the light that you're using isn't extremely heavy. If it's on a wall, it's okay if it's heavy as long as it's into a stud. Um, but if you mount it to a cabinet or something, then of course you don't want the light to be too heavy because then it, you know, it might fall out. But if you want a studio hack video, like let me know, um, because I would love to uh, put that together and share um, some of that information. Okay, so we got some yeses on that. Okay, yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, so just things like that, you know, the battery backup. Um, what else? Little, other little things, like for example, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to show this 
or not. Oh yeah, I can. Okay, so I recently picked up one of these and they didn't send it to me. It's uh, like I, I got it here at the store so I can freely talk about it, right? But, um, but even things like this, because I like things to be on a tilt. So I ordered this thing um, that I can put on the bottom and it allows it to, when it sits on the table, because normally it's flat, um, but it allows it to tilt up and you know, with the size of it, like you don't see it, you know, when it's actually sitting down there on the table. So then that way, you know, when I'm sitting here and I'm doing my thing, um, then I can, you know, have it at an angle, which helps me better be able to see the screen on it and uh, uh, and all of that good stuff. I'm actually gonna order more for my A10 Mini um, Pro ISO um, as well, because I wanna get that one also tilting, kind of like the Stream Decks do uh, by default. So, uh, you know, just little things like that. So yeah, I'll put that video together then. Um, let's hear. Um, so that is, it's called a loop deck. And, uh, you know, Jeff is saying that loop decks are incredible. Absolutely. They are. I think we talked about this last week as well, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty cool tool, um, in terms of, you know, just speed editing and, and stuff like that. Like, um, uh, for like doing my podcast, cause I edit those. So when I'm doing my podcast, this helps me be able to just kind of cut through things quickly. And I have all my, instead of having the, to remember all the keyboard shortcuts, I just program them into the loop deck. And then I actually visibly see on the screen, um, exactly what it is that I, you know, Hey, I need to switch to a razor tool. I need to switch to a selection tool, things like that. So it's just a really quick uh, way to do that sort of thing. And you can have the knobs to where if you're using it in Photoshop or Lightroom or Premiere to where you can uh, turn a knob and then it'll adjust the color just a little bit by turning the knobs. So it makes the digital experience a little bit more analog, if that makes sense, you know, cause I'm old school. So, you know, just having knobs and buttons and all that stuff, you know, for me is something that I really like um, instead of just, you know, using the mouse for uh, using the mouse for everything. Okay, I got to pop this uh, chat out here again. Unable to connect to chat. Interesting. So I'm in here. Let me refresh this page. Okay. So um, let's hear while that's happening. Let's go here. And there were some super chats. Let me go ahead and get these um, taken care of here. Okay. So the very first one here, um, we've got, let's see here, cargo on. We got that one. Tube spanner. We got her. Thank you again for that, Danielle. Um, let's see here. We got Richie. We got the Arkansas diamond miner. Um, the driving professor, super thank chat. you for the super chat, says, I'm a professional driver and the goal of the channel is teaching people defensive driving. What's the best way to grow? Um, so having like the best way to grow is always, the answer to that is always making content that people enjoy and then learning how to get people to click on that content. But what you got to think about is like what type of content around defensive driving would people enjoy? My opinion would be scenarios to where it's like, you know, hey, this is how you, you know, drive in this particular scenario. If you're like, somebody's chasing you, this is what you do, that type of thing. Um, your titles are probably gonna have to be a little bit either super bland, like, you know, how to uh, defensively drive in this situation type of thing, or they're gonna have to be a little bit, like you don't wanna be clickbaity, but they're gonna need to be a little bit on the sensational side of like, you know, like, hey, you know, getting chased by, you know, police, whatever, this is how you, you know, this is how you drive that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, you might need to be a little bit sensational in that uh, regard for the sake of, you know, getting people to actually, you know, click on it. Um, but another thing also is if people are looking for, you know, defensive driving things, that sort of um, content in YouTube search, and you can identify that by just typing in defensive driving um, or any other way that you would say what it is that you do. Um, and just seeing the different things that people are looking for that um, and making content specifically for them that will help you in search. As long as people respond positively to your videos there, then they can stay there. But if they don't, then your videos will move down the row and videos that people do respond to for those terms will end up being, you know, put into place. Um, but another thing to think about as well 
is as a defensive driving professor, um, then another thing that you could do, and this is where you would need to get in touch. I mean, if you're doing this for business, then this isn't a big deal. You probably already have somebody that you know that you can reach out to, um, but you would also need to, uh, or I recommend that first before you do this, just to make sure that you're doing it all correctly, that you reach out to a copyright attorney so that you can make sure that you're doing things in a way to where your content would fall under fair use. And then you could start actually doing breakdowns of car chase scenes, which would be cool too. So, you know, instead of it being, a, you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm actually showing people, I'm in the car showing people how to do things, which you could experiment with that too, but you could be taking really popular chase scenes from all these different movies and you could be breaking down um, as a review. So you would be on screen, you'd be talking about them and then you would cut to the, you know, the chase and then you might pause it or whatever um, and talk about the thing that they just did and talk about, you know, the accuracy or things they could have done better or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so then what you're doing there is you're mixing in some pop culture, um, you know, through the movie content, TV shows any car chases like that you're mixing that into the educational material and you're doing it with something cool like car chases <laughs> so uh, you could do that you could also do um uh, uh you know like news where you know if there's like you know popular car chases out there you could talk about you know how they could have used defensive driving to get around or out of the out of the chase that they were in you know those sorts of things um, are definitely things to consider um and uh hopefully that answers the question for you Okay, now I can pop this chat out. Good. Pop out chat. There we go. Oh, and it just went over to the TV. That is not where I wanted that chat to go. Okay, so it looks like my TV graphic is down, so I need to do that as well. The guard says he still color grades with a mouse. Yeah, your, your color grading is awesome. Uh, let's see here. So let me find that TV video. You know, if I'm not switching to that, I guess I don't really need it, but I'll still do it anyway. Open with VLC. And let's go ahead and prop this over here. There, full screen. Sounds like the rain has stopped, so we might be able to like rock and roll here for the, uh, for the rest of the stream. We shall see. So I'm gonna go ahead and get this macro going again. Um, let's see here, run, recall and run loop and go okay take that down and if you give me one second i'm going to turn this other camera back on and then i should be good to go from there for the rotation for this thing also if you're enjoying the show remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now yeah, so the funny thing, right, when you introduce all this tech, like it looks cool and it's fun putting together and all that stuff, but man, when like one little thing, you know, happens like a power flicker, right? Like, boy, do you gotta put in some some stuff in order to uh, get everything uh, rocking and rolling again. Okay, so um, next up on our list here, we had, um, how do we got here, genealogy? Says, um, how about- Super chat. You pay me a dollar every time you say, next time you're on, uh, when you get a new member. <laughs> yeah, that's a, good way to, that's a good way to work around it, right? So by doing it that way, uh, you know, then I'm, getting, then I'm getting penalized for it. That's good, love that idea. Uh, let's see here, Marcus Schwab says, uh, why did the stream not end when the power went out? Super Great question. Um, so the reason the stream did not end when the power went out is because I'm using StreamYard. Um, so StreamYard, um, and I will just pull it up here just so you can see exactly what's going on here uh, really quick. But uh, with StreamYard, um, what this is, is it allows me to uh, live stream, but it's all being pushed up to the cloud, right? So while I am, uh, while I'm live streaming, 
this is actually holding the stream open. And then when the power goes down, um, this is still happening in the cloud. Like, hey, Renee, what's up, man? Um, this is all happening in the cloud. So when my power you know, flickers or whatever, then the internet can go down, everything. It's not a big deal. This is holding the stream open. And then that's where I was able to connect to it um, from my phone and then just come into my phone, uh, come in on my phone for that little bit while I was waiting for the power to come back on and all that. And as a matter of fact, like the phone, um, it's still, like right now, if I pull this up, like the phone is still, uh, you know, right here also. And I think I'm muted. Yeah, but the phone is, uh, the phone's still in here too. Um, but the, basically that just allowed me to be able to come in. It allowed me to be able to come in, uh, you know, when the, uh, you know, when the power came back on. So in addition to, um, you know, just the, it just being easy to use, it's also a great backup in the event that you do have those types of issues like I do, um, you know, occasionally from time to time with my streams as well. Kitty popcorn is doing okay, but here, but unfortunately we actually had a, um, we had an issue, uh, yesterday, actually we, we took him for his, um, his shots, his rabies shots, and he ended up, uh, having an adverse reaction to his rabies shot. And, um, he actually went to shock yesterday. He's okay. Um, but he went into shock yesterday and, uh, we had to like race him to the hospital and, uh, they had to give him like, you know, additional medicine. We got him home. He went to shock again. Um, and, uh, we had to take him to another hospital. Uh, and then he, uh, and then he, uh, you know, throughout the night, um, I think he had like one more, um, throughout the night. And then today he's been okay. Just like really slow and all of that, but he's, he's fine. Um, but he, uh, he had a, a unfortunately had a bad reaction to the, uh, to the vaccine. Say need need more popcorn in the in the YouTube stories. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. We just got him. Uh, we just got him, uh, Vigard. Yep. A little a little cutie. He'll pop up in some videos from time to time. So uh, let's see here. So as we keep going through the list, um, let's see here. We got that one. We've got that one. Um, Ophelia family. I didn't see this super one earlier, track. but thank you for the super sticker there. Um, let's see here. And Ord's board says the grind is real on YouTube. Super Wouldn't have trash. it any other way. I claim no association with stats past Steven, just saying. And then uh, let's see here. I think that is, um, yeah, I think that, uh, I think that brings us up to date. Um, if I missed anybody, um, let me know and I will uh, pull them uh, back up. Okay. So I'm going to hop into the form here um, for this next one. And, uh, and then we will move on uh, from there still in the process of like trying to get all this like set up again okay so uh this next question comes from we did critical already so this one comes from kj fitness kj fitness says that they do fitness slash home workouts the t goal of the channel is to inspire and motivate people to work out and stay healthy and the question at what time of day should i post a workout video to target both europe and north america so um youtube if you go into your youtube analytics they're going to show you when your audience is online so since youtube is showing you when your audience is online then what you want to look for is you want to look for the purple or the dark purple and you want to publish when um like right as your viewers are coming online the people that are currently interacting with your channel now keep in mind if you upload on a consistent basis and you let's say you upload every monday there's gonna be a really good chance that that data is going to be weighted towards monday if you typically upload on a monday at nine o'clock as an example so you just keep those types of things in mind um when it comes to that but you know they do give us that information to let us know when our viewers are um, are online uh, let's see here. I am on Twitter, uh, Jake Hudson. So uh, I absolutely am. And speaking of which, um, let's see here. We've got that one. 
So uh, this is from uh, Fat Steven Seagal. <laughs> Says that, uh, let's see here. I'm actually going to pull this up on screen real quick. And um, I just want to, uh-oh, why is that not? Did I just stop my camera? No, I didn't. Okay. Share screen, window. Fat Steven Seagal, thank you for the share out there. I appreciate it. And uh, let's see here. And then we had one more, I thought. Oh, and um, Elis John Hudson, thank you for the share um, as well, for sharing the stream out there too. I appreciate it. Okay, um, so let's keep on scrolling through the list. So here's what we're gonna do. So if you have a question, right now is the time that you put your question in the chat, but before you do, make sure you put a Q in front of your question so that I know it's for me and not a side uh, conversation that's happening uh, in, the, in the chat. Um, let's see here, Add It Again Media says, what is the name of that announcing machine that you are using? So if you, if you mean this, when I hit these buttons, right, Super all of this, um, that is called a Rode uh, Procaster. And uh, you can get these on Amazon, of course, but it has four audio channels. It has a, a USB channel where you can plug your computer into it. It has a phone channel where you can plug a phone into it. And it also has a, um, a USB, or I'm sorry, Bluetooth as well. So you can also bring in like Bluetooth devices if you didn't want to directly connect to it, which is cool. Um, and in addition to that, it has four headphone outputs so that you can uh, adjust the volume for each headphone output and you can record directly into this and it has audio processing. So not only is this triggering the sounds that you hear, but it's also processing my voice in real time as I'm talking into the microphone. It's adding some dynamics, it's removing some of the background noise, things like that to make the audio sound um, a little bit better. Um, Simply Small Engine Repair says, what day is your YouTube track. channel uh, review stream? Um, in the members only group, we do that on Wednesdays um, to where we do that um, inside of the members only group. But here on the channel, um, I don't do those. Um, at this point in time, I'm not doing them. I might start doing them over on my Nimmin Extras channel. Um, so, you know, make sure that you're subscribed over there. But for now, um, I'm, I'm not doing those currently over here. Okay. How are you able to switch so many cams in StreamYard? So um, I'm using an ATEM Mini, which uh, we'll go back to the tech here for a second. You know what, this camera went down. Let me turn this camera on really quick and I can give you a better view. Okay, there's that. And if I go to here, let that come on. Okay, so that's that's not wanting to play. So, uh, on. And we'll try it again. See, yeah, see, like when the power goes out, it's like everything gets all crazy, right? It's like, oh no. But yeah, it's called an A10 Mini. So uh, you can see it here. There we go. That, that's, a, that's a decent shot for it. So basically the, the A10 Mini right here, um, it's an A10 Mini Pro ISO and the one next to it here is an A10 Mini. Um, but basically this thing right here is, it, it takes uh, four HDMI inputs and it allows me to, you know, have the different cameras up. And then it also has software that comes with it where it switches, it auto switches. So you set up whatever it is that you want it to do um, from the switching. And then once you set it up, then it, it takes care of the rest. So you just hit go um, or you hit, you know, play actually in the sequence. And then, um, and then it takes care of the rest so that you don't have to like mess with it while you're streaming. It just automatically will switch around. So I can't get the GoPro up, so I'm not gonna show you that, but uh, that is typically um, how I would show you that, but not today. <laughs> Actually, just gonna take the power out on that one. There we go, okay. So 
Uh, let's see here. So what did your channel review stream? We got that one. Okay, let's get some of these questions. Okay, um, I have an outdoor adventure channel. All my video traffic has decreased. Do you think it could be a seasonal thing since it's getting warmer out? Um, it could be. Um, you know, it could also work in the other direction as well to where, you know, you have people that are, you know, looking for some fun outdoor stuff to do. Um, and they, you know, start watching YouTube channels because of that. So what you want to think about is you want to think about the decisions that you made in terms of content and actually look at the channel and say, okay, my views have decreased on the YouTube channel. Have I changed anything? Have I, you know, changed my consistency? Um, have I put out a string of videos that just haven't performed like they normally do? So for example, if you are putting out content and you're just put, you're just coming up with great idea after great idea, then in that case, you know, your stats can be up, but then let's say that you're like, okay, now let me just throw some videos out there to just kind of, you know, make sure I'm publishing, but these aren't, you know, videos that, um, that I'm putting like tons of time into just as an example. And then you publish those videos, they don't do as well. And then it ends up, you know, bringing the overall, you know, counts on the, on the channel down. Um, that definitely is something that can happen, but there is seasonality with YouTube, um, within seasons, there is that. Um, but then there's also seasonality with channels as well to where, you know, sometimes you're nailing it, sometimes you're not. And because of that, you know, it causes just fluctuations in your stats. So what you want to do is you can actually go into your YouTube channel and they have a compare feature in your YouTube analytics to where you can click on that button and you can compare date ranges. So you can say, okay, at this point in time, when my channel was doing better, this is the activity that was happening on the channels where all my traffic was coming from. This is the videos that I was getting suggested from. And then you would have what's happening now so that you can start to actually see the real reason behind the, the the stats on your channel. Um, so you can say, hey, you know, maybe I was getting a lot of suggested traffic here, a lot of homepage traffic, but lately because of the decisions I've been making with the channel, people just aren't clicking on them as much, you know, on the homepage, that sort of thing, which, you know, that will all, of course impact the um, impact the the performance of those videos. Also, you you want to think about um, you know for the uh, for the traffic sources that you're pulling from specifically like um, you want to look at the impressions that you're getting there too so you know just looking at you know hey you know how are people clicking there's that but you also want to make sure that you're looking at the impressions that you're getting on those different surfaces compared to what it was that you were getting before as well based on the performance of the videos that are that are on the channel. Dude fish says do you want to go fishing? Super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Um, so, um, I actually have a pond. It's not my pond, but I actually have a pond like right behind my place. Um, so technically, um, I could just go out there and go fishing. You're more than welcome to join. Um, if you'd like, if you happen to be in Thailand, um, but I'm not, I'm not a fisherman though. Like I, I I'm not, um, like when I was little, I would go fishing. Um, but now nowadays, um, fishing is just not my, not my thing. Like, uh, uh, just, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fisherman, <laughs> not a fisherman. I understand the relaxing nature of it and just kind of like hanging out and, you know, just kind of chilling, you know, waiting for some fish. Um, but that's just not my, uh, that's not my, that's not my thing these days. Um, now I'll just like, you know, dabble in music or something and just kind of like chill out, you know, outside or something like that. Um, so here, why does YouTube not recommend my videos and recommendations? Great question. So when it comes to YouTube not recommending your videos and recommendations, it comes down to video performance. So if your videos perform well um, in the recommendations or suggested videos, then in that case, then you will get more suggested traffic. If your videos perform well on home pages, you'll get more homepage traffic. If your videos perform well in search, you'll get more search traffic. So it comes down to your video performance and how your videos can uh, compete or compare to the other videos that are showing up in those spots and how often they get clicked and watched, further engaged, shared, all that good stuff compared to the videos that are uh, that are currently there football skis by gaucho says can i change my country from settings to upload um yeah you can change your country but what you want to make sure that you do is you want to put your um country 
um, that you have your YouTube channel account on, you wanna make sure that that's in the right country because if you are going to get into the partner program, they're going to need to send you uh, information. They're gonna send you like a little postcard with a code on it that you're gonna have to put in. Um, so, and, and they're also gonna have to send money to your bank. So that bank also needs to be, um, you know, in your country, you need to have a bank in the country um, that you have, uh, you know, that you have your settings uh, set to. Uh, let's see as we keep on running down the list. Um, Ricky Wiley says, is it good to use Fiverr to promote my videos? Absolutely not. And the reason you don't want to use services like that to promote your videos is because one, um, ultimately what you need to do is you need to learn how to get that activity on your YouTube channel yourself organically. Um, because what can happen if you buy ads or if you use any type of service or whatever, um, on the ad side is if you spend a bunch of money on ads, but you can't get people to, or to respond organically, as soon as you turn off that ad spend, people aren't going to just magically start clicking on your videos and enjoy them right so you have to learn how to get that part taken care of first and the funny thing is is once you learn how to get that part taken care of you won't need to go on Fiverr and you know hire anybody to do anything or you won't need to spend money on ads but in addition to that the people on Fiverr like you know there's a lot of people there that are just using bots and things like that um, to where they'll inflate numbers so that you as a customer think to yourself like hey it worked this is great I'm gonna have a five-star review but at the end of the day you don't know that they're using bots and things like that to artificially uh, inflate your numbers with not real users not people that are actually that actually care about the content that you publish so because of that I am strongly against um, using, you know, any type of promotional service for your YouTube channel whatsoever. So, um, so I would avoid that at all costs. Um, let's see here. So next up on the list, as we keep on going down, Anthony, what's up, man? Thank super you for the super chat. chat. Says I started a new channel with a really old YouTube account that used uh, for years to watch videos. Now my data shows years of inactivity before my first upload. Does that impact my account now that I'm a creator? No. So, um, so when it comes to your um, your YouTube channel as a creator, your like the content that you are watching does not impact the performance of your of your content. So, like let's say for example, um, there's like controversial content out there, you know, where people are talking about, you know, um, questionable things um, in terms of like conspiracies and things like that. And what can happen is people will think, oh, hey, well, my channel's not doing good because I'm watching this content, but it has nothing related to, to, to that whatsoever. So just keep that in mind, like the content that you watch versus the content that you create. Those are two totally different things. Um, and you can watch anything you want. But the thing that you want to be mindful of is the content that you're actually publishing to your YouTube channel. Uh, ben Magic says, chat. thanks for the info, mate. Been watching for three years now. Hope you're doing well this evening. Hello from London. Hello, Ben. I hope that you're doing awesome. Thank you for the super chat. Thanks for watching for all of this time. Uh, let's see here. Real estate channel in the US. What is your take on, on uh, the Spanish speaking audience in YouTube? Um, I think that there is tons of potential in the Spanish speaking audience on YouTube because that's one of the largest languages on earth. So because of that, um, I think that the potential there is huge. So if you are reaching as a real estate agent, if you're reaching, uh, you know, other, like if you're, if you're trying to sell houses and you're trying to sell houses to that demographic, then it makes sense to make content in that demographic so that you're getting your content in front of the right people that will actually, you know, help you as, uh, or, or that you can help as, uh, you know, as a professional that you can help with your services to help them find the homes that they're looking for. Just make sure you're optimizing everything around Spanish if you are. So, you know, make sure you're speaking in Spanish, your titles are in Spanish, you know, any text in your thumbnails, all that's in Spanish so that the system will better know who to share your content to. 
how to make a cash cow YouTube channel. To make a cash cow YouTube channel, you need to come up with a good idea for the type of channel itself, and then you hire people out um, to do different aspects of the YouTube channel itself. So um, the reason it's called a cash cow is because the idea is that you make this, uh, you basically get a system in place where you're hiring one person to do the actual voiceover, one person to do like animations or the content, whatever. Um, and then you have the actual ownership of the YouTube channel, but you're essentially just paying for content to be made that you're going to be publishing on that YouTube channel. So what you have to think of is the entire process of, you know, from um, ideation on coming up with the idea of what it is that you're going to be making your content about on that cash cow channel. Um, thinking of that all the way through, like, okay, well, if I'm going to do that, then what does it take to actually put that content together? How much budget do I have for this? Uh, where do I get people to do those sorts of things? And then, you know, when am I going to publish? How much content am I going to make? How am I going to get attention to the channel? You know, what it specifically am I targeting? All of that good stuff. Uh, Wisco Ted. Welcome to the Niminati. Welcome to the Niminati. Next, uh, uh, almost did it. I almost, I almost had to spend a dollar there. So, uh, when you <laughs> go to your browser, next time you get the chance, type in nimenvip.com. That's going to redirect you to the Facebook group, our members only Facebook group. Um, and we are doing a live stream in there right now every Wednesday. So, um, so there's a one post in there where we're giving feedback. So if you want feedback on a specific thing, once you get access here after the stream, um, then make sure you find that post. It's in announcement spot number seven at the very top when you first log into the group and um, and find that post. You're gonna see a bunch of channels in there. Make sure that you put a link to your channel and spell out exactly what it is that you're wanting feedback on. Um, just a general, hey, check out my channel. Um, that ends up taking a lot of time. So because of that, um, you know, we wanna get it to as many people as possible that are in the group when we're giving that feedback. So because of that, you wanna make sure that you are like, hey, you know, get feedback on my thumbnails or or, you know, is my, you know, did my videos start? Uh, when my videos start, what are your thoughts on that? Those sorts of things. So just be specific about the feedback that you are, um, that you're after. Uh, let's see here as we keep on going down. We got Wisco Ted taken care of there. Brian Tiles, what's up, man? Nice to see you in here Super again. Track. Says, just about to upload my first few videos to YouTube. Is it beneficial to repurpose Insta Reels to YouTube Shorts to help early growth? Um, it depends long-term on what it is that you're trying to do. So if you are ultimately trying to um, grow a long form channel and in terms of like all of the content you're going to be putting out on the channel is long form, then in that case, you know, using the shorts feature, um, might not be a great fit. I mean, it might bring some attention to your channel. You can absolutely, you know, experiment with it. Um, but you know, that type of content and the time that it's going to take you to put together that type of content or even repurpose it, you just have to think like, okay, is this, is this, does it make sense to invest that time into this when I could be spending that on the thing that I'm actually going to be doing on the channel? Um, another thing to think about, since you already do have the content, is like feel free to experiment. Just make sure that the content that you're uploading um, into the short shelf is still a perfect fit for the people that you're ultimately trying to reach with your YouTube channel. Because what you don't want to do is you don't want to have a channel about one thing and then you're uploading the shorts about another thing. I see tons of people doing that with shorts. They have a YouTube channel about, you know, this one specific thing, but then they're uploading like vlog content um, as a short. And it's just kind of like, you know, who are you trying to reach here with this, right? Like there's like, well, what are you trying to do? So um, so because of that, just make sure that the shorts that you are putting out there, um, they are, you know, for the right, uh, for the right audience. Uh, as we keep, as we keep on running down this list here, um, we have Dr. Tonya. Oh, wrong one. Welcome to the Niminati. Same thing for you. to the Niminati. Same thing for you. Just look for Nimin VIP, um, so that I can, uh, uh, 
uh, nimmonvip.com. That will take you into the Facebook group um, and make sure you fill out everything on the way in so that I can verify that you are a member on the way in. Auto repair tips. Thank you for the super chat. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Okay, so uh, let's see here. As we keep on going here, I'm going to pull this one out of the form and then we will get back into the questions here directly from the chat. So this one's from May Gaming or My Gaming. And the uh, type of channel is a gaming channel. Who here has a gaming channel? Just out of curiosity, if you have a gaming channel, just say me. Um, but um, there's the gaming channel and the type of channel is answering gaming questions. The question, I'm a gaming, oh wait, is gaming or tech a higher RPM? I'm considering continuing gaming um, or going into tech. I consider both very good options. So just the RPM is the biggest difference. Okay, look, so, okay. So we got a lot of gamers in here, good. So when it comes to this, right? What you ultimately want to think about is you want to think about sustainability. So I know your question is like, you know, what gets the highest RPM, but that's, that's not the, that's not the best approach when you are starting a YouTube channel. So the reason that I say that is if you're starting a YouTube channel with a team and all that good stuff to where you're like, Hey, I'm starting this as a business thing. Then in that case, it's kind of like, you know, okay. Yeah. In that case, you know, I need to, I need to think about those sort of things. But if you're on a gaming channel and you're going to be answering gaming questions, um, and you're trying to figure out if you should do gaming or tech based on the RPM. Um, one thing that you should be thinking about is sustainability. And the reason that I want you to think about sustainability instead of the RPM is because you're going to be making a ton of content. You're going to be making content for a, you know, for a long time. So because of that, it's really important to make sure that what you're doing is sustainable and something that you really enjoy. So what I would do is I would say, okay, now, um, if, if you're going to go full-time on YouTube, I can tell you this, it's probably, unless you're really good at games to where when people watch your games, they're like, holy cow, this person's awesome. Um, unless that is you. The road to full-time on YouTube is probably going to be quicker um, in tech because it opens you up for like affiliate marketing and that kind of thing. Um, so you can you can create additional income sources faster um, with tech content than you can uh, with gaming when you're first getting started. So as an example of this, you know, if you're doing tech and you're talking about, uh, you know, a TV, well, if you are driving people to Amazon to buy that TV, well, right there with that video for every sale that you make on that TV or anything else that they buy, there's a good chance that, you know, you're going to end up making, you know, uh, more than you would from uh, your ad revenue. So when you're thinking of RPM, you want to think of like alt, like monetization as a whole. So ad revenue is one side of it, but then you also have additional things that you can do that depending on how many views you're getting can end up, you know, being substantially more than what you would get from ad revenue. Uh, let's see. I create videos for football players from other countries. So I think I don't get views because it's not my country. Um, that's why I wish to change the country. No. So um, if you create videos from football players from other countries, um, then in that case, then, you know, those people, those those football players from the other countries, um, you know, like it depends on how you're like talking in your videos and, and all of that. Like, for example, if you are, and I'm just going to use English as an example, but let's say that you are making content for an English market, but you have a really heavy accent for people that speak English. And that accent makes it really difficult where the people have to struggle to hear what it is that you say or understand what it is that you say. They're going to click off your video and they're just going to go watch somebody else that makes similar content that speaks their language. So because of that, I recommend that people do content in their own language in their own countries so that you can get some momentum there, learn how YouTube works and all of that, get good at that. Then once you get an understanding of the content, how to put content together for an audience, then try your hand at an English language channel um, from there, because what you don't want to do 
is you don't want to just give up because your channel's not doing well when you don't think about it from the perspective of maybe it's not doing well just because my my accent is heavy or something like that. So, you know, just something to uh, consider when it comes to, you know, trying to trying to target uh, other countries. Uh, let's see here. So there's another one. Uh, let's see here. Anthony Paul P- Lapini. Sorry about that. I don't know where I got Paul from. That, that, that's what at a glance looks like. <laughs> Says I got one more for a camera channel. Um, what category should I be in? Sometimes I choose entertainment. Other times I choose science and tech. It's confusing. Um, if you're a camera channel, I would do like film and animation or, um, or I would do science and tech. One of those two. If you're showing people how to do stuff, then that video could be, um, like how to, but uh, here's the thing. Your, your category, um, you want to set that just for a general idea for the initial publishing. But one thing that people don't know, unless you run end up running across the information, is that in addition to the categories that we get to choose from, YouTube also has a bunch more categories that they put content into. So because of that, you're just giving it kind of a starting point based on a general idea of the closest fit for your content, but it's not something that, that your video is going to live and die by. So if you if you don't if you don't you know get it perfect, then it's not a big deal. YouTube's going to end up categorizing that content for you anyway. Um, so it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Um, let's see here. Um, as we keep on going, small engine repair says thoughts on milestone giveaways, um, whether stickers, gift cards, also, sorry, um, for small super chats. I figure I can spread out a bunch of small ones. Hey, it's cool, man. It's all good. (laughs) So, um, when you are, um, doing giveaways and it's for a milestone and it's, and it's more of a like, Hey, you know, um, I'm, you know, we just hit a thousand subscribers. So I'm giving, you know, this thing away. Um, that's cool. I, I, I totally support that. Um, one thing that you don't want to do, um, is you don't want to say in order to win this, you have to be a subscriber or anything like that, because what you do in that case is it's called, um, incentivization and you are essentially, you are incentivizing people to subscribe to your YouTube channel by giving them the possibility of winning the thing that you're giving away. And, uh, YouTube just recently in the, in the recent past, um, they just recently made that rule to where you're not allowed to do that. Um, so because of that, you want to avoid doing that sort of thing. But if you're like, Hey, I crossed this milestone. It's awesome. Thanks. I'm giving away this gift card, um, you know, as a token of appreciation, you can do that all day long. Not a big deal. Just keep in mind that with giveaways, um, in a lot of cases, people will come. If, if you, if you frame an entire video around the giveaway, a lot of people will come in and interact with that giveaway that don't really care about content. Um, in, in a lot of cases. So you want to make sure that, you know, if you are doing something like that and you're not wanting to kind of pollute what's going on with your channel with people that aren't really a great fit for it because they're just coming in for the giveaway. You want to make sure that you're doing it in a situation to where it's for the people that are actually watching your videos. So for example, if you are putting a video together and you have, let's say a five minute video, you might want to mention that bit, that giveaway at like the three minute mark. Oh, Hey, by the way, you know, you're somebody that watched my video for, you know, a considerable period of time. I appreciate that. And I just crossed this milestone. I'm doing this giveaway. There's a form down in the description where you can, you know, enter to win the giveaway. And we're going to be randomly picking somebody here, uh, you know, uh, you know, on, on this day and time or something like that. Um, so then that way, the people that you are giving it away to are people that are the most engaged in, in what it is that you're doing. I'm considering doing that as well. Like, uh, I've got, you know, just because I've been doing this for a long time, um, I have, uh, you know, like I've got, you know, extra microphones and things like that. I'm considering giving away some stuff too, um, in a similar capacity, um, for those, for some of those things. Um, just because, you know, like, like I would rather, you know, somebody in the community have some of this stuff instead of it just like sitting in a shelf. Right. So if it's something that I think that I might use in the future, I won't give it away. But if it's like, you know what, I'm not going to use this then, uh, then in that case, um, I'm considering doing something similar as well for the giveaways. 
Um, Kitty says, why wouldn't you do two channels, one for gaming and one for tech and see what happens? That's also an option. There's a, you know, workload uh, commitment with that one, um, but that's definitely, you know, definitely an option as well. Um, Nick just answers people who super chat. I do not. Um, that actually would have been a great place to put your question because I would have uh, just clicked on it. Uh, let's see here as we keep on going. Again, if you have a question, make sure you put a Q in front of it so I know it's for me and not a side question. Uh, let's see here. Um, I do funeral live streams. Any suggestions to add video content that assist viewers of my channel with coping with grief and other funeral related issues? You know, like if you're going to be a resource for people that are going through that, um, you know, with with you know with loved ones, um, then you know, just turning your channel into a, like an entire resource of you know, this is how you prepare um, for you know for a funeral. This is you know, this is how you prepare for you know the inevitable. <laughs> this is how you know you you know this is how you work through the grieving process. This is you know all the different stuff, but you turn your entire channel into something that helps people through that process. Um, personally, I think that's a win. Um, because you know, you're, you're, you're serving a very specific audience there. There's going to be a lot of transients in terms of, you know, the person that subscribes because of one video. Um, they're not necessarily after they get through that process, going to need to keep coming back to your YouTube channel. So you're going to run into issues there. Um, but in terms of building the channel as a resource, you know, for people that are going through those things, that's definitely something that you can do. Uh, let's see here as we keep on going through the list. Hey, Nick, um, is there an optimal interval to upload shorts as to not overlap the success of your own uploaded shorts on the shelf? Um, so I personally, if I had a shorts channel, I would I like if I if I was doing a shorts channel, then I would do, um, you know, like three times a week, uh, maybe daily just because it's shorter content. Um, if I was mixing shorts content into my main channel, um, then I would just put it out at a slower cadence. So let's say that I did like a, a a video like twice a week, then I would do a short once a week. If I did, you know, a weekly video, then I would do a short maybe like once every other week or something like that. But you have to make sure that with shorts that it fits into the long-term goals of what it is that you're doing in the channel um, and that you're pulling in the right audience by making content that is for the right viewers for that particular short. That would be a good crossover to the main content that you have on your YouTube channel. Um, Auto Repair Tips says, what's the best lens for a Canon M50? I shoot a lot of footage under cars at low light. So for the M50, um, for live streaming, I have a recommendation for that one, but for for actually like shooting with that camera, um, I'm not sure. I know that I'm always a big fan of for the Sony cameras, and they make them for Canons too. Um, but I'm a really big um, I'm a really big fan of the uh, Sigma 16 millimeter because it does great in low light. But what you want to look for is you want to look um, for something that has a um, a low f-stop because if it has a low f-stop, then it's going to um, it's going to create more depth of field or more blur in the background. So if you have something in the foreground, it's going to create more blur in the background. But if you don't have something close to the camera, then um, what's going to happen there is it's just going to operate better in low light. So for example, I can take this camera out when it's almost dark um, and I can, you know, uh, not this camera, but I can take out one of the other cameras with this lens and I can um, I can shoot something at, at, at pretty much dark and you can still see it like it's it's pretty good. So uh, this is a great low, a great low light lens that I highly recommend. But ultimately what you're looking for is you're looking for a low, um, you're looking for a low f-stop. Uh, let's see here, as we keep on going through, uh, we've got Simply Small Engine Repair says, Super I noticed tracks. YouTubers with millions of subs do that. I'm not sure which uh, thing that was for. Um, 
on that one, so I, I just don't have the context uh, in that one, so I apologize. Um, Theory Element says, I see a lot of videos about how to properly optimize keywords for your videos, but rarely any videos covering what keywords to use for your channel via the settings. Any advice on that? Sure. So what you don't want to do is you don't want to just put, you know, tons of them in there. Just limit yourself to like 10 or 12. And you want to just think about the things that best represent your channel. So, you know, like, for example, if you're on tech, then tech would be in there. If you're doing Apple content, then of course, Apple would be in there somewhere. Or Apple reviews. If you're doing reviews, if you're doing reviews, then of course, you'd want to put reviews in there, that sort of thing. So in mine, you'll see like, you know, YouTube tips, um, you know, uh, YouTube views or how to get views, something like that. Um, I might have something in there about video editing, that sort of thing. So it's just kind of like a, a span of the different types of content that I create on the channel. Um, I just put those in there uh, for that. And that's ultimately what you need to do because at the end of the day, the thing that's that's actually going to matter on your YouTube channel, like you wanna do, you wanna make sure that you're filling in all of those boxes, right? You wanna check all the boxes, make sure that you have everything filled out and that you're doing it correctly by, you know, just giving context to what the channel's about. But ultimately, if you have great videos on your YouTube channel, that will eventually become irrelevant because your videos themselves are gonna be doing all of the, getting all the attention for you. And that context isn't even gonna be needed after a short period of time, but it is good to have that in there for the sake of, you know, just getting it, you know, getting it all going. So it helps YouTube better um, understand what's going on with your channel by the information that you input into those boxes. Uh, let's see here. Hey, what's up, RHL's estate? Hope that you are doing great. I'm not sure what the same thing is uh, here. Uh, let's see here as we keep on going down through the list here. Okay. Uh, let's see. We've got how to get more views um, for my sit down talks videos. So views on YouTube are um, generated by the response that people have when they interact with your content. So what does that mean? So when somebody, like when you publish your video, here's what happens. So you publish your YouTube video, YouTube tests that video on different surfaces on the platform. So you're gonna see that video pop up on a homepage, you're gonna see that video pop up next to another video, depending on how you're optimizing things, it might even show up in search, but how people actually respond to it when they are showing it to people is going to determine if that video continues to get impressions or not. And what an impression is, is an impression is when somebody actually, not somebody, when YouTube shows your uh, content to somebody, on the platform that counts as an impression. So an impression equals when some YouTube shows your videos to somebody on the platform, your video. So if you are getting impressions or YouTube is showing your videos to people um, like on home pages or recommended next to other videos or in search, but people are not clicking on them, then right there, those are like negative points, so to speak. So that means that, you know, after that happens a certain amount of time, then YouTube is going to not show your videos as much and they're gonna show other videos in its place. Now, if people do start clicking on your videos at a high rate to where people are like, yeah, this is great, this is great. And then they go in and they quickly leave your video, the same thing's gonna happen to where YouTube's going to determine that people are just not responding positively to what it is that you're doing. And then your job as a content creator is to go through the process of learning how to get people to respond to what it is that you're doing. Um, from, from another scenario, one thing that can happen is you are having your videos show up in all these places and people are clicking on them and then people are enjoying the videos. They're subscribing to your channel. They're giving it a thumbs up. They're sharing it out to friends. Um, they are subscribing and then coming back to your channel to watch additional videos, that kind of thing. And all of those are really good signals to YouTube that show people or that show YouTube that people are responding to what it is that you're doing in a positive way. And when that happens, then YouTube continues to show your videos to people on the platform until 
people stop responding. Um, and then the videos might go dormant for a little bit or just not get as much traffic. And then once uh, YouTube, you know, identifies more people that might be a good fit for it, they might test it against those people again, um, or, you know, not again, but it might test it against those people. And then if they respond positively, then it can start that engine up um, all over again. That's where you'll see videos kind of go like this and then they go down and they'll go like this and then go down and go like this and go down. Um, so, uh, so it all comes down to how people respond. So when you're sitting there talking, what you want to think about is you want to think about okay one i need to be like super engaging in the in, in my communication two i also need to make sure that i'm paying really close attention to how people are responding to what it is that i'm talking about and how i'm putting my videos together because like just sitting down and talking like i'm doing right now like there's a reason that i have all these cameras firing off like all around me right and that reason is because i'm breaking up the scene and i'm trying to make things a little bit more interesting for the people when they come in here so that i can hold everybody's attention for just a little bit longer so if they're listening to what i say then you know that then i hold the attention of those people but then for the people that come in here that have never seen my content before anything if they see a camera switch for them then what i'm trying to do for those people is have them stay around just long enough looking at my stuff and seeing oh what's that in the background is that a stormtrooper helmet is that a, is that a router back there is that is that what he's got going on like like i want people like looking around long enough enough to hear me talk for long enough to realize like, oh, hey, he's talking about like YouTube stuff. I'm a YouTuber. So uh, yeah, this is, maybe I'll listen to this for a little bit. Like that's what I'm going for. But you know, like when you are looking in your um, audience retention, you want to make sure that you are, um, or when you're put, looking in your stats, you want to make sure that with your talking head videos that you're just looking in your retention, you're looking out for things like, you know, where are people leaving my video? And it can be to where you start talking about a certain topic. It could be to where you don't talk for a period of time because you're sitting there thinking. Um, it could be to where you talk consistently for too much time and people start leaving because of that. So then you got to start working on like pattern interrupts and things like that. Um, you know, there's, there's a bunch of reasons that can make people leave, but you need to, over time, just make a bunch of content so that you can start using the data that YouTube gives you in your audience retention to start determining the changes that you can make as a content creator to make your experience better when people click on your videos. Um, let's see here. Also, just as another quick thing, another low hanging fruit, as long as your videos perform well there in terms of people clicking and watching, cause that rule applies regardless. Um, but another thing that you can do is you can actually talk about things that you could optimize your videos for search for as well. So you can use that as one traffic source while you're also trying to get attention from home pages and all of that. Uh, let's see here as we keep on trucking down through this list. Hey, just a quick heads up too. Um, I just wanted to remind everybody. So, um, uh, just in case you weren't here when the stream first started. So um, I have the opportunity again to speak at uh, Bid Summit again this year, um, Bid Summit 2021. And I'm really excited for it. Super pumped that um, that I got the opportunity to, to do it again. And um, I just wanted to let you know that there's a link for more information for that down in the description below this video. But Bid Summit is happening in LA. Um, it's happening in September on the 28th through 30th. Now, Bid Summit um, is, if you're a YouTube content creator and you're taking all this stuff seriously and you like want to network with other content creators that are also taking this stuff seriously and you just want to have a great time, but while also learning a ton of stuff, um, Bid Summit is the, is the thing that you want to go to, the conference that you want to go to if you have options, right? Even if you don't have options, you want to make plans for, for Bid Summit. It's an incredible um, conference. I've learned so much there and I also just love going there and interacting with the other content creators, but I also love because I go there, right? Like you guys watch me, like you guys know that, you know, I'm knowledgeable about YouTube, but I go to Bid Summit to like learn more about YouTube. 
right? So I present there, but I also go there and listen to other speakers to learn more about YouTube. And I also network a lot there so that I can also learn more about other people's experiences and things like that as well. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to be speaking there again. And again, you can just go to vidsummit.com if you want information on that, um, or I've got a link to it down in the description uh, below as well, which that link is also vidsummit.com. <laughs> so I just wanted to, uh, to just bring attention um, to that. Um, so Neil Urban Explorer says, I'll be going um, in, if the UK are flying there. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I know, you know, there's some people in the chat here that, you know, that have been there before and all of that stuff. Um, so, you know, you guys already know how how awesome VidSummit is. Um, I know VidSummit, like, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it changes, it changes a, a lot of people and their approach to creating YouTube content and, you know, everything it is that they're doing. Like when you go to VidSummit and you're there and you're like paying attention and you go home and you apply the things that you learn, um, like it, it can really make a huge difference on, on what it is that you're doing. Uh, let's see here. So can you give me some tips on being good gaming channel? Because in my old channel, um, I stole content. Okay. Yeah. So when it comes to being a, ga a good gaming channel, you either want to be really good at helping people or you want to be really good at playing the game, or you want to have some type of, of unique gimmick um, or unique approach to what it is that you're doing with your gaming content. Um, so what I mean by all those things is by helping people, that means that you're making content that helps people solve problems in the games that they're trying to play, how to beat certain characters, how to get past certain levels, things like that. Um, and then when it comes to the being really good, that's where it's like, hey, this is all entertainment. It's all, you know, based on the personality and how good I am at these particular games. And then of course, um, there's the other side. Yeah, we got Travis MVP in the house. He's the voice of this. Super chat. And the voice of this. Welcome to the Niminati. He is, uh, he also says that Vid Summit is a must as well. What's up, dude? Hope that you're doing fantastic. Um, let's see here. But uh, when it comes to, uh, let's hear the gaming content. Yeah, but basically what you want to do is you just want to think like, okay, like what is it exactly that I'm offering on the channel? Because, you know, it's easy to say, okay, hey, I'm going to be a gaming channel and I'm just going to like play a game and have a good time. And like, that's just going to be the thing. But you also need to sit back and you need to think like, okay, well, if I'm doing that, then I can just do that with buddies or I can just do that by myself. But when I'm uploading that content to YouTube, I'm doing that because I want people to interact with it. I want people to see it. I want people to enjoy what it is that I'm doing as well. So because of that, you have to think of it from the perspective of, hey, I am uploading this content to the platform and other people are gonna be experiencing this. So when I'm putting it together, what value am I going to attach to the content? in terms of what other people are getting out of what it is that I'm making. And um, with that value that I'm attaching to the content, like how am I gonna put this together in the best possible way to create an awesome experience for people as they're going through the content itself. Yeah, Paul Peck Drywall Tube, he also goes to VidSummit as well. Um, uh, I see him uh, in here also. I know Vigard was there. Um, I know Doug, uh, he was there also a uh, year before last. We had a great time uh, over there. Good, good, good times. Simply Small Engine Repair says, um, can't afford the 1,000 to go. Yeah, that's that's fine. Like, you know, it, it's not for everybody. Um, that's where, you know, that 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 separation happens in terms of like, you know, just the, the people that are like really serious versus like, I mean, you don't have to, you know, like, like, like by saying I, I'm not going to spend the, the, the thousand bucks, that doesn't mean you're not serious, but I just mean, you know, like there's a, just a certain, um, you know, type of commitment that goes with that. Um, and some people, you know, um, are, you know, looking for that other people are not. For me personally, even if I'm not speaking there, um, like for me, like Vid Summit, like if I if I could only go over there for one, um, it's it, it's Vid Summit. Like there's other conferences over there that are great too. Like um, Social Media Marketing World is amazing. Like if you are into um, if you're into that one happens in um, um, 
man, I just, I just blanked out, but that one's also in California. Um, but basically with social media marketing world, um, that one covers like all of social media, including YouTube, which is, which is great. So if you're somebody that's, that's hitting YouTube, plus you're on Instagram, plus you're on TikTok, all of that, um, then, you know, social media marketing world is also fantastic. More so if you're a marketer than just a content creator, um, uh, vid summit is you're a content creator who is also turning your YouTube channel into a business, or you're taking it seriously from a business perspective. Um, that's what, you know, vid summit is for. And they also cover, you know, like TikTok and Instagram and all that stuff too. Um, but um, for YouTubers, for you guys specifically, um, like VidSummit is, is, is the jam. Okay, so um, let's see here. Let's keep on trucking here. Um, let's see here. So Tim Wolf says that he'll be going there for the first time. I'd love to meet you and, 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 fist, and bump fists with you there. Nice, nice, love it. Okay, so um, let's see here. We will keep on um, trucking here. Um, let's see here. Kitty says, how many people usually um, attend VidSummit? I don't know. Um, it's not a ton, but I mean, it's, it's a fair amount. Like you, you know, you're, you're, you're busy. Like when you go, um, when you go to vid summit, like you're busy from pretty much as soon as you decide to get busy until the time that you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm done talking to people. I just have so much info in my brain that I'm, I'm just done talking to people for the day. Um, and usually even then, like, uh, you know, there'll be, you know, like to where people will hang out at somebody's hotel afterwards, or, you know, if, if like two buddy, like in our case, if like two buddy gets a house, then sometimes, um, you know, they'll bring us all over there, you know, to the two buddy house. And then you know, like other people will come and hang out that kind of stuff too. So it's a, it, it, it's cool. Really, really cool. Uh, really cool thing. Okay, so uh, next up on our list here is from, we did my gaming already. So Road to Finish says that they do educational content. The goal of the channel is to help international students get degrees and get their career started in Finland. And the question says, hey, Nick, I hope that you're doing fantastic. I am, thank you. I hope that you're also doing fantastic. Says, um, I've been thinking about incorporating shorts into my content strategy, but I've not yet seen any data about how well they perform in search, both YouTube and Google. Do you have any insights about this topic? I've never seen shorts show up in search. Doesn't mean they don't, but I've just never seen it. Um, when it comes to shorts, don't think of it from a search perspective. Think of it from the perspective of, I have an opportunity to put content somewhere that doesn't that doesn't have tons of people putting content on there compared to the tons of people that are uploading long form video content and then determine like, okay, the shorts that I would be putting up, how good of a fit are they for the audience that I'm trying to bring in for my channel? And if I am going to use shorts on my channel, how can I make shorts that are just laser fit to be able to grab somebody's attention, bring them in, introduce them to me and my content, but then also get them to subscribe or um, just get them to subscribe so that hopefully YouTube will continue to show them more of your shorts and or your long form content. As we keep on running through the list. Okay, Mailover says, I got 35 ID claims on my channel for using and heavily modifying a short clip of SpongeBob, even with fair use. Uh, will reanimating and revoicing the clip use protect me from getting claimed? So here's the thing with, with content ID claims is uh, when you run into that situation, like you can modify stuff sometimes and all that, and you still run into issues. This is why I'm always telling people, I'm like, you know, if you, if you are, if you are putting out content based on other people's content, then, you know, you do run those risks. So because of that, you have to be able to say like, okay, well, you know, if I, if I take an L on this, then I take an L on it, <laughs> right? Like it can work, like it can, you know, you can do awesome by doing, you know, certain types of things around, you know, other people's content. But when you do that and you start walking into that territory, you know, you are putting yourself at risk. That's why I'm always saying, you know, contact the copyright attorney and have the conversation with them because they are the person that's going to be defending you in court in the event that things escalate to, uh, in the event that things escalate to that. 
Tier Talk, what's up? Hope that you're doing awesome. Thank you for the super chat. It says, what milestones with your channels are good to celebrate with giveaways? It's your call. You know, that's the cool thing with, you know, with doing all this stuff is you can do everything as you wish to do it. So, you know, if you wanted to do, you know, 10,000 subscribers for one, 50,000 for another and 100,000 for another, that's cool. If you wanted to wait and like, hey, I get to a million subscribers, then, you know, I'm doing something cool, then, you know, you can do that too. So it's, you know, it's totally, totally your call. Of course, I would do it on a round number. <laughs> so I would do it on a round number for the sake of making sure that you are, uh, you know, that, that it's just easy on your side. Like, hey, I just crossed, you know, 10,000 subscribers that so we're going to do it there instead of like 10,800 seven unless you wanted to be gimmicky about it then you could do that yes we just crossed 10,872 subscribers super pumped up we're doing a giveaway this weekend you know you could definitely do that uh as well all right so let me share this out really quick just in case anybody wants to come in here let me get my facebook thing opened Facebook thing. Okay, I have to find this group again since it uh, cut down. And we've got that. Boo Yow. And then link incoming. Boo Yow again. Okay, so I just dropped the link in there. We'll see if anybody comes in or not. I'm not sure, but we will uh, We'll see. I just dropped the link. So we might have some, some special guests coming on here today. Okay, so next up on our list here, we've got, uh, let's see here. We are into Amongify. Amongify says that uh, they do entertainment content. The goal of the channel is to make money. And the question is, why am I losing subscribers every day? So just as a heads up, um, losing subscribers on YouTube is a normal thing. Um, people subscribe for a bunch of, unsubscribe for a bunch of different reasons. And because of that, it's really important to make sure that you are, uh, you know, just keeping that in mind when you are seeing an, a loss in your subscriber count. So when it comes to subscribers, I'm actually going to just show you something here really quick, possibly. Um, let's see here, see more. Actually, here, let's do it this way. Um, yeah, let's go see more. Do, 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 do. Let's go to subscribers lost. So just as a heads up, because I haven't checked this in a while, this is why I'm doing it now. And then we're going to do a uh, lifetime. So, <laughs> so over my YouTube career, um, I've lost 245,988 subscribers. So in terms of, you know, like, you know, like, hey, I'm losing subscribers, um, you know, just keep in mind, you know, it's a, it's a normal, you know, it's a normal part of the thing. People unsubscribe for lots of different reasons. And, um, you know, you want to be mindful of, hey, these videos always lose me subscribers. So then you can make sure that, that you can understand, hey, Beanie, what's up, man? So you can make sure that you understand that, hey, when I publish this type of video, people typically subscribe to these more, unsubscribe, unsubscribe to these more. So in my case, um, these live streams typically give me a, a, a negative. So I typically take a loss in subscriber count here, um, but my watch time is great. Plus I just love live streaming. Plus I just love interacting with you guys. So because of that, I'm like, eh, that's fine. Not a big deal. Um, and I just keep doing them anyway. So, you know, it, it just fits into, you know, what it is that I'm doing because it's something that I enjoy, even though I take an L on the subscriber count. So when you are losing subscribers, you just have to make sure that you are thinking to yourself like, hey, you know, like, like, am I losing subscribers because I keep putting out content they don't like? And if that's the case, then of course it's helpful to just keep making content that people like. But if you have content that you also love to make, then in that case, it's like, well, okay, well, if I love live streaming, like, you know, in my situation, then I'm just going to keep doing it regardless of, you know, if people, you know, end up, you know, unsubscribing, you know, during a live stream or whatever. So, you know, it's all about that. 
Um, you know, can I share? Give me one second here. Um, I don't think that I can. No, I can't. I, I was seeing if I could do a region um, in StreamYard, but it doesn't look like I can. Because I was wanting to share this without sharing like too much info um, here. But it's all right, I told you. So that, that'll be good enough, um, I think. So, um, okay, so next up on our list here, we have, you know, let's just pull them right out of here since you got the, the queue. Are you okay with changing the description box? I've heard it shouldn't be touched for 48 hours. Yeah, you can change the description box. Like if you, like don't go in there and just constantly keep making changes to it. But if you, if you publish a video and you notice like, oh, I forgot to put this link in there or, oh, I said this, you know, the wrong way or I have a misspelling or whatever it is, then just go in and change it. Like it's not gonna, it's not gonna be a big deal. So if you are just constantly in there changing things, then that can make things a little bit weird. But if you just go in there, you make a change and you update it, you're gonna be fine. Um, the issue comes from like trying to game it to where it's like, hey, you know, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to change this description and then change the title. And then I'm going to wait an hour and then I'm going to change the description and title again. Then I'm going to wait another hour and I'm going to do it again. Um, like that's where things can get a little bit weird. But if you're like, hey, I made a mistake. I just need to go in there and like fix something. It's not a big deal at all. Go ahead and go ahead and make the change. Uh, let's see here as we keep going. What sort of niche uh, but useful tech gear would you recommend for things like video cameras and microphones for beginner YouTubers? This is a good question. Okay, so um, I would recommend um, trying to think of how you can put something together depending on what it is that you do. Like if you do content where you have your camera on a tripod, um, then in that case, I would um, I would try to figure out how to build a Frankenstand um, so that you can. And I know um, I know you know people have videos about this on YouTube, um, but a Frankenstand is basically to where you have one mobile. Here, I'll just show you if you want to see it. Hold on, really quick, I'll show you. If you're enjoying the show, remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now. Ladies and gentlemen, my Frankenstein. <laughs> so basically with this thing, what it is, is, let's see if I can do this without breaking anything. Okay, so basically um, with this stand, I have uh, on here, let me take this down just so you can see. Um, you know, I wonder if I switch to this, hold on, if it would be better. Yeah, I think you might be able to see it better that way. Maybe, I don't know, maybe here. So I'll just leave it here for now. So let me turn this this uh, switcher off here so that it doesn't keep interrupting. And I'll just show you the, uh, the thing. Oops, macros. Where is my macro? And stop for now. Okay, so basically with my Frankenstand, I have my camera on here just like you normally would with a tripod, right? Um, and then coming up here in the top, um, this is where my boom mic is attached, but I have it attached, and if I turn this, um, I have this attached uh, with a, it's going into the hot shoe of a camera, and then that comes up, and then I have this like little contraption, this little adapter contraption, and then I have a boom arm on top of this that brings it out and gets the microphone close to me, so that when I'm recording, um, this actually gets tilted out like this, and if I'm like sitting in the stool, for example, um, then it gets tilted out and then it's just out of frame. So it's still close to me, but it's uh, far enough, uh, you know, close to me. I mean, like this is close to me enough so that, um, so it still gives, you know, good solid audio. Um, and then I also have my, uh, micro my microphone interface here because this requires um, an XLR uh, output that plugs into this and this gives it phantom power to actually turn it on. And, uh, and then that is here, but I have the adapter from a C stand that I have clamped onto the tripod here. And then that allows me to have this little extension coming out of the side to where I put a tension arm on that. And that is what holds this interface. And then I also have on top of this, the monitor. So 
down here on the actual tripod part, um, there's like this little bar going across. I've attached a power source so that I can also flip this on. And then when I flip this on, um, I don't have to worry about batteries or anything like that because everything is, is plugged in to this little box down here in the bottom. And then that makes it to where I can easily, you know, just move this around the room. The entire thing's on wheels, so I can just move it around the room and shoot wherever it is that I want. Now, in addition to that, um, and it looks like it's getting ready to fall off actually up here. Um, but in addition to that, I also have a light that is also coming from a, I have a, um, this is a Manfrotto uh, C clamp, I think it's, no, it's a, uh, what is, what's it called? It's a Manfrotto um, super clamp. That's what it's called, a Manfrotto super clamp. But with this super clamp, oh, that was weird. Yeah, with this super clamp, basically what this does um, is this allows me to clamp to that thing that I took from the C stand. And then I have an Elgato, um, arm here that would normally be used for like a key light or you know to put a camera on or something like that. I have that going up and that actually has a twisty here to where when I turn this, I can extend this pole as high as I want. And then I have an LED light here from Aperture um, with a soft box on it. So that literally everything is all contained uh, right here on this one stand. Um, you know, even the power sources and all of that. So, uh, you know, on my end, that just makes that just makes everything easy because when it comes time to make a video, then I don't have to do a bunch of stuff. I can just slide it into place. Um, and then when I slide it into place, I don't have to spend a bunch of time setting up the light and you know, all of that. I can just do the thing. Now, fortunately in my case, I also have a, if we switch to here, you know what? I don't think you're gonna be able to see it from any of these. I need the GoPro for it, but I also have a truss that's going over here. And that's where I have, you know, like I have a light mounted over there. I've got the camera, of course, mounted to the truss. I've got this big light here mounted to the truss as well. And it gets everything up off the floor. But I also have another light over here. So I can actually move this if I want over to that area and shoot back into that way. And then I also have these additional lights that I can tap into there um, as well. But, you know, those types of things are also really awesome. Um, but in addition to that, um, other things that are really helpful, other things that are really helpful for your studio are things like um, are things like the the Manfrotto clamps that I was talking about because with that um, like this camera right here you can see on the back over here let me if I switch to this one you might see it better no you can't um, yeah so I'll hold it here but basically you can see on this camera there's a bar it looks like it's mounted to the monitor but it's not um, it's actually mounted to a um, a tension arm, a Manfrotto tension arm that is connected to a super clamp. And that allows this camera to be able to, to, to be there um, in that spot. And then I have the, the same exact setup for the camera over here to where everything just mounts to the desk and it has rubber pads on it and all that. And this desk is sturdy enough to where it'll, it'll move if I shake it. Um, but for the most part, like it's sturdy enough to, you know, be able to, you know, handle all of the things being attached to it and it not, you know, bouncing all over the place all the time. So, uh, so hopefully, uh, that, uh, you know, that, that shared some insight on that. Um, but in addition to that, so, so gear for new YouTubers. So, um, yeah, I would definitely get a Frankenstein together, just some type of efficient kit. It doesn't even have to be a stand. Like even if you're, even if you're vlogging, having some type of kit that you put together, um, to where, you know, it's like a backpack and you know, in this backpack, if I'm vlogging, I know in this pocket, I have this lens, this pocket, I have this lens. I've got my camera in here. I've got extra batteries. Um, I've got. Yeah, other things too. Um, here, let me show you this. These types of things are cool just for the sake of organizing stuff. Um, this is just a simple like card case. 
And with this card case, it allows you to be able to just organize, you know, memory cards and, you know, stuff like that. And you can just snap them into place. What I do is when I have ones that I have used, like if I, let's say that I take a trip to the States, right? Like I'll be doing for Vid Summit. Let's say I take a, a trip to the States and, um, and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go out and record like a vlog style video um, and I'm just gonna fill up a memory card. Then what I do is when that memory card is full, instead of having the brand side out with the sticker, I'll just flip it over I'll just flip it over and if I see it like this, that means, if it's like that, to me, that means like, no, you do not use this one because it has information on it, right? So just little things like that, um, yeah, I would definitely look into as well, just on the organizational side to make sure that you have what you need when you need it. Um, because the last thing that you want is as you are, you know, putting all your stuff out there and you're making content and all that, last thing you want is to put yourself in a situation where you're like, oh, Man, I, I, you know, I needed that. And I would have been able to make this video if I had it, but then you don't, you know, you don't have it. Um, I've not used a baby face, for baby face pro. I've never even heard of it, um, actually. I'm gonna Google for it right now. Just leave it in the background. Um, baby face pro interface. Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna leave that up in the background so I can check that out later, but I haven't used that. Uh, I haven't used that before. Um, let's see here, how to vlog that everyone watch your vlog. Okay, you gotta make good vlogs. So what I recommend that you do is go go look at the at the Dope Squad. They're a great example of, you know, of just making good content that people enjoy watching. That's like Peter McKinnon, um, like those guys. Um, go watch, go watch them, go watch Matt Diavella. Um, he's another one that, you know, that is just really good at what it is that he that he does. Um, you can also watch Retired Working for You. He's a Thai channel. Um, he's he speaks English, but I mean he he runs around Thailand, makes all of his content on his phone. I've got a video, he crossed a hundred thousand subscribers in like 10 months um, on his YouTube channel, and we have a video on my channel show or explaining like what he kept in mind while he was going through his process and all that um, in order to make it happen. Um, but you know, you can do that sort of thing um, as well, but it comes down to, you know, you're doing your vlog, but you also have to think of the value that the viewers are getting out of that vlog that you're putting out as well. Because, you know, even though the vlog's about you, it's also about the viewers, that's why you're publishing it to YouTube, right? So you gotta you gotta be able to, to, to build that bridge between, you know, you doing your thing versus you making it of value to, for the people that are watching. And that value can simply be entertainment, but you just have to make sure if that value is entertainment that you are actually entertaining and your stats are gonna tell you if you're entertaining or not. Um, let's see here. So White Noise Studio says that he's done a review on the baby face. Oh, okay, so it's just an audio, is it just an audio device? Um, let's see here. Uh, High-end USB audio interface, okay. Yeah, so, so I also have um, like a little music uh, area as well. Um, I'll actually check out your review. Like like back over here, I've got like music stuff, which all the lights shut down after the power thing, but I've got, you know, like I've got my um, uh, my 88 key keyboard over there. I, I just picked up a uh, um, an Akai um, MPD 218, you know, for hammering out drums. Cause I was doing that on the keyboard, but I was like, you know what, let's just do it on drums now uh, or do it on a drum pad. Um, uh, but basically those are my two, you know, main things that I that I use over there. But yeah, I'll actually look into that. Currently, I use my Rodecaster, and then I just turn off all the audio processing on the Rodecaster, but it's not needed um, over there. So um, my original intention when I got it was to uh, use it over there for when I do like, you know, podcast interviews and things like that. Um, but I decided I'm just going to keep that as music. So because of that, I have an extra Rodecaster over there that I'll probably just kind of decommission until D comes back, and then we'll probably use it in the, um, in the, in the studio. It's kind of the plan for it anyway. I got to talk to D, make sure he's cool with that <laughs> as well. But uh, as long as he is, uh, then uh, then then we will uh, probably switch over to that over there. 
Uh, let's see here. Vigard says that most filmmaking channels now are just entertainment now, very little learning. Entertainment gets you a long way. You know, entertainment is uh, is great because, you know, like like learning is good because it's great for setting your foundations. And then on the entertainment side, you know, once you can, you know, blend in entertainment into it, then it just opens you up, you know, for a lot more people, because then you're not just reaching the people that are trying to learn a specific thing. You're also, you know, leaning on the entertainment side, which is a lot more broad. So for example, in the filmmaking world, you can make a video about, you know, like how to, how to color grade your footage. That is teaching people how to do something. And there's value in that. That's like, you know, good search traffic. However, um, if you did, you know, something on uh, that's just more broad on the entertainment side, then you're going for, you know, a lot more people um, in that situation where it's a lot more entertaining. Uh, let's see. So as we keep going through the uh, list here, we have, we miss D on Nimmin Live. I miss D too. Yeah, I, I definitely miss D too. I miss having him here on the live stream and I miss, you know, just hanging out and drinking coffee with him and, uh, like he hasn't even seen my new place yet, right? Like I got a new place, he hasn't even seen it yet. Like, you know, th except through like video calls and stuff. But uh, like, I'm excited just for him to come here and just give me his input. Cause like, like he's really creative when he comes to stuff like this. So he'll probably come in here and he'll give me tons of advice on ways that I can make this room like way better. And uh, and I'll take that advice and I'll probably do it. Like this whole projector thing in the background, like that's all D. I was like, hey man, I was like, D, I'm trying to figure out like, you know, something that I can do that, you know, that stands out a little bit different because everybody's doing like the RGB and all that now. So, you know, like, any, you know, do you have any ideas or something I can do? He's like, dude, you should do like a projector back there. And I was like, D, D delivers again. You know, he, he delivers again. So I was like, yep, okay, on it went and then went on a hunt for a uh, projector simply small engine repair says Super i made a video shot. where i shoot some things uh with a gun and people say that i can't do it on youtube but rules don't say that you can't shoot stuff up yeah you can tech yeah you can absolutely uh you know make videos like that you'll see other videos where people will will shoot through like you know um, I think there's a video specifically um, about like how many Hershey bars does it take to stop a bullet, that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, those videos are all over YouTube. Um, it's fine. Um, they, YouTube does have, uh, not YouTube, but uh, YouTube does have some issues um, um, in terms of like your thumbnails. So, uh, so, you know, if you have that type of imagery in your thumbnail, then, you know, it can, um, you know, cause some issues sometimes. So I would just be really careful about that. I would focus more on the thing that you are practicing on instead of the actual, you know, equipment that you're using. Uh, let's see here. Uh, as we keep on going through the uh, list here, that's awesome. You have someone like D who can deliver that for you. Yeah, D is awesome. Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm doing a vlog on my channel, but I want to upload reaction videos for the first time. Is it good or bad for your channel? So um, I'm a big fan of experimentation. If you if you are thinking to yourself. Hey, I um, I want to try something on my channel. I think it would be you know kind of a good fit for my audience, um, and it ultimately serves the channel goals. Then give it a shot. You know, like you uncover a lot of stuff with experimentation. Like technically, I wouldn't even be making YouTube help content if it wasn't for experimentation. So you know, like I started I started making content um, on this channel, um, and it wasn't about like YouTube related stuff. Like I had my very first video is about overcoming camera shyness. So that one is about YouTube, but it was more about general camera shyness for YouTubers, internet marketers, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, and then uh, and then from there, I was doing like productivity content. Um, and then um, I went and worked on another channel, came back to this channel, and then um, uh, and then I, I still wasn't 100% on the YouTube stuff yet. Um, but I knew I was I was going after video content creators. And then um, after that, 
um, I ended up making a video about um, SEO, uh, search engine optimization for YouTube. And in the comments, we were like, oh, this is great. Could you make another one of these? And uh, and I was like, yeah, let me make another one. And then I just kept, you know, kind of walking down that road and, uh, you know, sharing the uh, sharing the information. Um, any tips for fast workflow on editing YouTube videos? Absolutely. Um, what you want to do is one, um, if possible with your content recording clips that can make it easy because then that way, depending on your editing software, you can just like tap on the clip, see exactly what it is that you say. And when you're repeating things, then you know that's not the right clip. And then you always stop in the last clip or you know that you nailed it. Um, and then that way you can just go to the one where it starts a little bit different or where it starts differently and back up one. And then you know that's the right clip to use. Um, in addition to that, working off of templates is great because um, when it comes to templates, if you have an end screen that you always put in your videos, you don't have to go find it. So it speeds things up. If you have an intro that you put in your videos, you don't have to go find it. So it speeds things up. If you have graphics of any kind that show up in your videos, you have them within that starting template and then you don't have to go and find stuff all the time. So because of that, all you do is you just have one one folder called template and then you have the entire template set up inside of there, copy and paste that template and then um, you know name it to whatever the video name is. And then when you open it up, all your stuff already in there and then you have to add the videos themselves and then you move in all the graphics and things like that um or extra b-roll if you have common b-roll that you use um you you move all of that stuff around you know based on on how the actual video you know is put together um so those things are helpful um let's see here what else um making sure that um that when you are putting your content together that you're organizing things properly as well so uh for example if you have b-roll and you're like hey you know i know and b-roll just in case you know in case anybody doesn't know um b-roll is when you are putting extra footage on the footage that you have so for example if this was me and this was the main you know camera or whatever then b-roll could sort of technically be these um because i am i mean they, i guess they would still be a roll since i'm switching camera but the idea is that you know you just have additional footage that goes on top of you know your main footage um that's what b-roll is but if you know you're going to be using a lot of b-roll or a lot of the same screenshots things like that um then having that footage to where it's organized um, to where it's readily available for you and you can easily find what it is that you need is also really advantageous. Um, to where you literally, instead of just having, you know, MP, you know, MZ004.mp4, you have, uh, you know, park as, as the title of your B-roll footage. You have like park, um, let's see here, you have park, uh, uh, park, walk, bench, birds. Um, as that particular thing, because those are things that happen in that video. And then you can just go into your uh, folder search there and you can just type in like birds and then all the stuff where you've tagged it with birds um, is going to come up and then you have that footage that you can use you know over and over again as you need it those sorts of things and then the guard who who does the videos for my channel and who is amazing at what he does as well i just have to make sure i say that also Vigard, because you're awesome says um just edit more then edit some more and the more that you do it the faster that you get yeah also you know just all you know in addition to the practice you can also use presets also, you know, for, you know, different processing things like, you know, we have, and he dials it in even better, but we also have like color presets that we use and things like that. And then he, you know, puts his finishing touches on them and dials everything in perfectly. Um, but we have like a nice starting point of, of the color and things like that also. Um, let's see here. Mm. Yes, that is correct. So Max Chill Relax says, don't do stuff for sub guys. It's useless. You lose subs and you may get your channel terminated as well. Yes, that's considered spam. I just made a video about this. Um, that's considered spam and you can absolutely get your channel terminated. Channels get terminated because of this every day. Eric Waite, Wisty Studies, thank you for the shout there saying that um, if you want to learn about uh, how to do YouTube while driving to work, listen to my podcast comments over coffee. 
Absolutely. Thank you for that, Eric. I appreciate it. But yeah, the um, the podcast is called Comments Over Coffee. Um, and I upload to that. I just started uploading to it again last week. And um, I will have another episode going out either Monday or Tuesday of this coming week um, also. Uh, let's see here. But I've got a bunch of episodes in there already. And it's basically where I just answer questions. And you can submit questions there as well, which I encourage people to do. Um, just so that when I go in there, I've got, you know, a, like your specific questions that you want to know. And then that's what I do in the, basically what I do here with answering questions is what I do in the podcast. But it's all short form based around the specific question. Uh, let's see here. Saying I need to turn on some lights, not enough light to see it. Um, I'm not sure what you're talking about there. Uh, maybe you were talking about when I was doing, you might be further back in the stream uh, where I was doing the, uh, the, the Frankenstein. Uh, let's see here. For the first few hours, uh, my videos ranks higher in search, but after a few days, my video does not appear in search rankings. This happens to every video on my channel. Why? Um, the reason for that is because your videos are not performing in search um, competitively compared to the other videos that are showing up for the same things that you're targeting, for the same keywords or keyword phrases that you're targeting. So YouTube search, um, it works just like every other um, surface on the platform to where it's based on performance. If your videos show up in search for a few days and people don't respond to them when they're looking for that query, then in that case, then YouTube is going to demote those videos and in their place, they're gonna show videos that people click on more and people watch for longer periods of time than the people that are interacting with, uh, than, they, than they do your content, right? So if you're not maintaining search results, then the content needs to get better and your ability to get people to click needs to get better so that you can uh, you know, get into search and maintain some, some good results there. Um, not enough light to see what you're talking about. Uh, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what that means um, on the not enough light thing. So, uh, so I'll just keep on trucking. I got 400 subs. Is there specific on how many views viewers should watch? No. So what you want to, what you want to think about is instead of being really connected to, you know, Hey, I have this many subscribers, so I need to get at least 400 views on a channel. Just keep paying attention to your stats as your channel grows, as you get more um, information from how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. Just keep using that information as, as a tool to pull from so that you can start identifying why people stay and why people leave your content so that you can start putting your content together in a way that you get people to stay for a longer period of time. Um, and in addition to that, you also need to um, be able to you know, practice the art of getting people to click on what it is that you're doing. And if you just focus on those things and you don't focus on like, hey, I've got this many subs, I need to have this many viewers and you know, hey, why, is, why you know, how, how come I'm, I'm losing you know, a, a subscriber a day? You, like when, you, when you're thinking, and I just had a conversation with Brian G about this, but like when you're having conversations or, or thoughts like that, like when it comes to like the results that you want to get on YouTube, those questions are important um, because, you know, those are things that just, you know, end up coming to your brain anyway. But what you want to start doing is you want to start lifting those questions up. So instead of thinking like, you know, hey, I'm losing a subscriber a day, what's going on? That is important because you want to make sure that you're not, you know, kind of messing up, you know, the, the stuff that you're putting out for the people that you're trying to reach. But ultimately, the thing that's going to grow your channel is new people coming in and interacting with your content and subscribers coming back and interacting with your content. So because of that, you have to kind of walk that line of like, you know what? Um, I'm going to just focus on learning through the stats that YouTube gives me how people are responding to each thing. And I'm just going to focus on, you know, getting those numbers better um, and just ultimately learning, hey, these are the types of things that, you know, my viewers enjoy. These are the types of things that they don't enjoy. And then I'm going to modify the way that I'm doing things uh, based on that, but still in alignment with, you know, with 
with you know me getting joy out of being a content creator um but you you know you need to make those modifications in order to um you know just continually continue to make good content uh let's see here if you're enjoying the show remember to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend right now um how do you know when to stop trying new things on your channel don't don't ever stop trying new things on your channel of course if you have something that's working then you want to you want to make sure that you're doing that thing that's working but even within that you want to experiment from time to time so for example like i've got um in my content schedule um i know in my phone i've got like 10 different ideas of some stuff I'm going to be experimenting with um, coming up. Um, in my content schedule, I think I've got, you know, like maybe one or two. Um, but, you know, I've got some some stuff that I'm going to be experimenting with as well here. Um, and I'm actually really curious. You know, some of you will dig it. Some of you will be like, why is Nick making videos like this? Um, and that's fine. But what I'm going for is I'm uh, with those experiments is I'm going to, um, you know, is I'm just going to put them out there and just kind of, you know, just see, uh, see how you guys dig them. Uh, let's see here. So I just saw the question here from Zoe saying you didn't answer my super chat. So let me um, refresh the page here. And um, if I see it, then I will get it. Okay, so thanks for bringing that to my attention, Zoe. says, I want to commit to YouTube, but I'm worried that the platform will die off in the coming years, resulting in wasted time and effort. What do you think? Um, I think that that is um, like... You're basically operating from a place of fear versus a place of um, potential or a place of, you know, um, you know, positivity in that situation. Or I would, you know, fear versus potential. So um, one, I have no idea why you're thinking that YouTube will die off in the coming years. Um, but let's say that you put in effort into your YouTube channel. Let's just kind of workshop this for a second. Um, let's say that you put effort into your YouTube channel and your YouTube channel starts doing well. And let's say because of that, you start creating all of these connections in the content world and the content creation world. You start creating all these connections with all these other people and it starts bringing a lot of attention to you and starts building a lot of bridges into different things that you never expected, starts generating a lot of income for you and all that stuff. And then it all, you know, there's a problem of some kind or they make a change of some kind. And then all of a sudden, for whatever reason, content creators aren't welcome here or whatever. Then in that case, you've created so many new connections. You've generated income from it. You've done, you know, all these different things that are a positive and you've built the skill sets that are required in order to make all that stuff happen. And then if YouTube were, if something were to happen to YouTube, like it's crystal clear how, how much user generated content or how valuable user generated content is because all of the platforms use it, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok, Snapchat, it's all user generated content. So because of that, when you learn the process of doing this, then, and, and what it takes to do it, and you go through that process of committing and saying, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm gonna figure it out. Once you figure it out, and once you start putting out content that people respond to, then you, you can see what that blueprint looks like. And then you can take that if you choose to, if something were to happen to your channel or whatever, um, or if you just wanted to do more on other channels, then one thing that you can do is you can take that, all of those skills that you learned and all that knowledge that you have and all those connections that you've created and that audience that you've built, and you can move that to another platform or at least partly um, to another platform and start doing your thing there or multiple platforms and you can start doing that there. Um, so this is why it's important to make sure that you're, you know, also thinking like, hey, I should have a Twitter account even if I'm not using it so I can slowly start sending people over there. I have an Instagram account even if I'm not using it so I can slowly start sending people over there. In the event something does happen, you have these other things that you can, you know, start, you know, making sure that you let people know, hey, something happened here, so I'm moving over here, you know, that type of thing. 
But I can tell you this, like with life. Hey, what's up, David? Hope you're doing awesome, my man. Oh, super chat. Thank you for the super chat. It says, have I told you lately that I love you? You have not, my man. Well, actually, maybe you did like the other day. If that if that big, long email that you sent expressing your love for me with all of those like awkward pictures, if that was that, then yeah, you have. But if that's not what you're talking about, then no, it's been a while. <laughs> Hope that you're doing great, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for hanging out in the chat. Um, so um, let's see here. So, oh yeah. So another thing that I want you to think about too on the thing of like, I want to commit to YouTube, but I'm worried that the platform will die off in the coming years um, is that anything that you do, like life itself is uncertain. So it doesn't matter what it is that you do. The chances of that thing or the direction of your life or just like your day-to-day -day experience being modified in some way over time, like it's guaranteed. Like something is always changing. Like what what's the thing? Like the only thing certain in life um, is change. So because of that, you know, like anything that you do, there's a risk involved. It doesn't matter if you are doing a YouTube channel. It doesn't matter if you're going to work some job somewhere that in your brain you perceive as a good job. It doesn't matter if you're starting some type of business. It doesn't matter if you're getting into a relationship. It doesn't matter if you are doing anything. Like there's always risk involved. So because of that, you know, when you're not doing something because it might could possibly sometime, maybe down the road in the future, years away, possibly change in some way then you know you're you're in my opinion you're you know you're taking a very limited approach instead of saying like hey sure it might change but there's also a lot of potential and since there's a lot of potential maybe i should focus on that and try to tap into that potential and then you know if i see a change coming then in that case then you know i've developed all the skills and stuff i was talking about before to where i can start you know trying to uh you know get something going somewhere else Eric Waite Whiskey Study says, I love bacon and nickname and not sure which I love more. Super bacon, track. it's always the answer. Bacon is always it. So it's like, hey, you know, there's bacon and then there's anything else. Bacon, bacon, yeah, bacon's the winner there. Uh, let's see here. I actually, I actually only like crispy bacon. I'm not, I don't, I don't need a lot of bacon. So I'm just kidding about the whole love and bacon over everything else thing. But, but uh, crispy bacon is the, is the only type of bacon that I can like really get into. Uh, how can you add value to your videos? Um, I try making them shorter and getting to the point more, but my audience retention still isn't great. So value isn't, um, basically value is what people get out of your content. So making your videos shorter isn't value. What people get out of your content is value. So for example, the value that people get out of my content is they walk away from my videos knowing more about YouTube or being a content creator or the process of being a content creator, depending on the video they're watching, you know, they learn a skill, be it video editing, they learn about a resource. If I'm bringing attention to something like a, a sponsor thing or a tool or whatever it happens to be. Um, so they learn a resource or they learn how to do something easier. They just learned something they didn't know. Like the last video that I put out on my channel is about four things that you can get your channel deleted. And there's people in the comments like, Oh, I'm doing some of these things. So right there, you know, I could have possibly saved some of those people from getting their channels deleted in the future. So that's the value that I'm bringing with my content. And in here, right, I'm answering specific questions that, that everybody asks here during the live stream. So because of that, you're taking, you know, somebody that has experience and you're able to tap into that experience during these live streams. And that's the value that I'm, that I'm giving here. Um, so when it comes to your content, 
let's do another one since uh, David is in here. So, you know, we have David from Impartial Geek in here as well. So like in his case, you know, he's he's motivating content creators. He's sharing the tech related to doing all this stuff and teaching people about, you know, all the tech and everything involved with being a content creator. So with him, same boat to where, you know, people interact with his content, they leave being smarter about what it is that they're doing or just understanding something a little bit deeper. So that's the value that they're getting. When entertainment channels are are putting out their content, entertainment is the value that people get. They're, they're engaged in that content. And since they're engaged in that content, they can forget about everything else that's going on in their lives. They can forget about the thing that, that we're all dealing with in the world right now. They can forget about everything else because their their attention is in that video of entertainment. So that's the value that they're getting is they're able to be entertained while also being distracted from everything else, right? Um, same thing goes for any type of content you know that does well on YouTube, even vlog content vlog content that people get to use that as entertainment. Um, they also get to use vlog content as a way to see new places and see into lifestyles that they may or may not be able to access themselves. Um, and through people that they find, you know, entertaining or funny or interesting or whatever it happens to be. So when it comes to the value, we all interpret value in different ways. But at the end of the day, through your content, it's important to think of how can I mix what it is that I'm sharing? Like, how can I mix some really strong value into what it is that I'm doing so that every video that people watch, there's something that they get out of it. So that guy that I mentioned earlier, um, with the retired working for you channel, um, with his channel, one of the things that he mentioned in the video that he made that's on my channel was that, um, that he, I think it was, um, um, informative and fun was the value that he was gonna focus on for his content. So he's doing vlog st style content in terms of he's running around town and showing people all these different things, but he's also sharing information in there about the area and he's doing it in a fun way. So he's entertaining people while he's informing them about all these different things within Thailand. And, you know, people, and he has a great personality and knows how to put content together and people, you know, really respond positively to, to him and to the value that they're getting from the content that he puts out. So when it comes to adding value to your content, what value is, is just thinking from the perspective of the people that are watching your videos and thinking to yourself, for the people that are watching my videos, what are they getting out of what it is that I'm doing, right? So like a lot of content creators, they just want to, they just want, and I'm not saying that you're this way, but a lot of content creators, they want to just put up videos and then people just be like, oh my gosh, you're awesome. This is great. Like, I just want to come and watch every video that you have. Like, that's what, that's what everybody wants. But in reality, like you're not going to get that unless you're giving some type of value in exchange. So, you know, it's really important to be able to identify that value. David says, I asked you to keep Super my love email chat. private. You just upset 29 other people in here. <laughs> I I didn't see any disclaimers in that email. I I I I didn't I didn't I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to I'm going to plead whatever 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 amendment I have to plead on that one in order to uh to get out of that one. <laughs> oh, hilarious. Next up, we have um, Fitness World uh, Explorer says, I would love your advice on my channel. I've worked on thumbnails and keywords. Perhaps the topics are still too common. Genuinely just want to help others get exercising. Thanks, Lee. So um, I'm not pulling up channels here during the live stream. However, that is something that we do inside of our members only VIP group. Um, so if you're a channel member, then um, in that case, you would want to post that link in the Facebook group um, under the specific thread that we have for that. But since you're not a channel member, um, I actually don't pull that stuff up here on the streams um, at this moment in time. So, uh, so I won't be able to look at your, uh, at your channel. Let's see here. Jim Skull, welcome to the Niminati. Welcome to the Niminati. 
So go to uh, nimmonvip.com. That's going to redirect you to the um, to the Facebook page there. And uh, when you get to the Facebook page, there's gonna be some questions that you need to fill out. Make sure you fill out all those on the way in because that's how I verify that you're a channel member before I let you uh, before I let you in there. But I'll be letting everybody in after the stream today. Uh, let's see here. Next up, we've got uh, LLN Carolinas. Says 146,000 views on a video we posted two days ago on TikTok. Nice work. Says really shocked by those results. Also brought new traffic to our YouTube channel. Yeah, it's good. Congratulations on that. High five and fist bump to you for taking that, excuse me, taking that plunge into, uh, into TikTok and using it for your YouTube channel. I worked with somebody before who, um, who used TikTok um, in that capacity. And anytime they had a viral, uh, not viral, but anytime they had a, a TikTok video do like well, um, you would see instant flow over uh, to their YouTube channel. But they had a link tree set up. Basically what that is, is where you have like a, a link to where uh, people can go and then they they you put it in your social profiles and they click on it and then they can see like your YouTube channel, your TikTok, Instagram and all that. Um, but basically they interlinked everything um, so that if they had a video go uh, viral ish or just do well on TikTok, then uh, he would drive people to that link in his video and then they would click on that link and then they would see all the different things he was involved in. They'd follow him, you know, in all the different places. Cargo on cargo. Welcome to the Niminati. Just go to NiminatiVIP.com and then that will redirect you into the Facebook group and I'll be letting you in there um, shortly here after the stream is complete today. All right. I am. I am absolutely trying to avoid trying to avoid saying it. I think I've got it worked in there now, though. Yeah. So what he's talking about, in case you weren't here earlier, is um, um, I was I was suggested that I pay somebody a dollar every time that I start to say the old way about how to get into the Facebook group. And uh, since that came up, um, I've, I've I think I might have cost one dollar, <laughs> but working on it. Right. Trying to be mindful, trying to keep that uh, to a minimum. Marcus Schwab. Welcome to the Niminati. Same for you. Make sure that uh, you go to NiminatiVIP.com. That will redirect you directly um, to the Facebook group. Fill out everything um, on the way in. Uh, let's see here. Julie Wakefield, what's up? I hope that you are doing fantastic. Nice to uh, see you in here. I hope that you are doing great. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so I'm making DIY projects slash woodworkers. Um, is it okay to make videos on bamboo, pallet, and wood burn, or should I focus on one? Um, I would definitely experiment. I would do it on different ones and just see what it is that you know people enjoy. Um, so um, since you are doing woodworking, I would think, of course, you know your audience better than I do, but I would think that if people are into woodworking, that they would you know be interested in like, hey, I'm, I'm doing some stuff with a pallet. This is all the cool stuff that I can do with that. I'm doing some stuff with bamboo. Here's all the stuff that I can do with that. Oh, wood burn, that's interesting. Um, you know, here's some stuff that I can do with that. Um, so I would, I would definitely, um, you know, just experiment with it. And what you're going to find over time is you're going to find that, you know, when you publish, you know, videos like, let's say on Woodburn, you're going to find that, you know, hey, when I publish videos on this, they do better on my channel. So because of that, maybe I should start doing more of these. Um, and you'll also notice that, you know, hey, maybe when I talk about bamboo, maybe those videos don't do as well. So because of that, I still want to do them, but I just don't expect the normal view counts out of those that I get from the Woodburn content. But I think that that's all still in alignment for people that are interested in, in, in woodworking. Uh, Bravadi Shorts, what's up? Welcome to the Niminati. Niminvip.com um, is where you wanna go. It's gonna redirect you into the uh, Facebook group and I will see you over there. Fill out everything on the way in. 
All right. So uh, nice to meet you as well. Here from Jamaica. Jamaica, man. Cool, cool, cool. Love it. Says my first art video got 600 views and was listed under people and blogs. So my next video, I put entertainment. It got 70 views. Should I put it under people and blogs, even though it's not? Um, let's see here. My first art video. No, um, I would just put it under entertainment. But I mean, ultimately, YouTube's going to end up categorizing it their way anyway. Um, like I mentioned before in the stream, if you were here for that or not, I'm not sure. But when you when you publish a video, like you have the category that you put it into. Um, so you want to kind of give it that head start, so to speak. But then YouTube will categorize it its own way anyway, because there's a lot more categories than just what you see, um, you know, that you have the option to select from. So just keep that in mind. Okay. All right, so um, I'm going to uh, bring a couple more things to your attention really quick. So first off, um, I do want to remind everybody that we have a video editing service called VidCharge. So if you're just tired of editing your videos or you want to work with somebody that will help you get through the retention part of your videos, check out VidCharge.com. Um, in addition to that, of course, make sure that you check out the channel sponsors, um, TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. And uh, that part, the slash Nimmin on the, side, on the back is actually an affiliate link. So that helps give me uh, some, some credit as well which is cool and I appreciate. Um, you don't have to use that. You can just go to TubeBuddy.com. That's cool too, because I just want you to use the tool regardless. Um, and of course, StreamYard.com as well. Um, and in addition to that, um, I just wanted to just remind you that um, in case you came into the stream late, that I'm going to be speaking at Vid Summit uh, this year. Um, that happens in uh, the end of September in LA. So I've got a link down in the description directly to VidSummit.com. So I uh, encourage you to check that out. It is an amazing conference for YouTube content creators. So if you are serious about your YouTube channel and you really want to, you know, network with other content creators and you want to learn from some extremely talented people um, on YouTube, then you definitely want to make sure that you go to uh, Vid Summit uh, this year, Vid Summit 2021. Um, but besides that, I want to thank the mods for holding it down. And I want to um, thank everybody for hanging out in the stream today. And I hope that you'll learn something. So here's the thing. When we do these live streams, there is a lot of information shared during these. And if you're new to YouTube, there could be, you know, a lot of stuff where you're like, man, that's a, that's a lot of stuff that I got to do. Um, and that can be overwhelming. And what I don't want you to do is I don't want you to look at it and be like, oh man, there's no way I'm going to be able to do all that stuff. Instead, you know, the, the best way to get somewhere is by just putting one foot in front of the other, right? Just taking steps and, and actually, you know, getting there by doing one thing at a time to get there. So what I encourage you to do is if you heard anything today that resonated with you, I encourage you to just focus on like, hey, I'm going to work on this one thing or these two things over the course of this week. Um, and then we'll see you here um, again next week. And then if you have any questions about the things that you worked on, then of course, you, know, you can put your question in the form there when I drop the, uh, you know, when I schedule the stream. And then, you know, hopefully we can get that question answered for you on the stream um, next week. So thanks everybody for hanging out. Sorry for the, for the, for the, uh, the, the, the hangups a little bit with the uh, electricity and all that today with the stream shutting down several times. But, uh, but I hope that you, uh, you know, learned something today. And um, thank you so much for hanging out and I will see you next time.